1: It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner.
2: (laughs) Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice.
1: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, so the boys are
3: on their way to Vegas, baby. They're going to be doing Radio Row Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The whole damn show is out today. It's in good hands, though. Really good hands. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Ryan Baker back there running things. He smells like menthol. If you just catch a whiff of Ryan Baker, you're going to have a good day. Real good day. And the man that has a pretty salt and pepper touch of gray with a nice beard, Dave
4: Biddle. Good to see you, Dave. Good to see you, Timmy. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look at the show sheet. You got a lot of uh, Ohio State football on there. I am down for that. We're going to interview Ryan Day tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. on what used to be Signing Day. It's still technically a a signing day, but uh, yeah, man, great to be with you. A lot of good stuff to get into on the show today.
3: Yeah, you two bids. Yeah, I figured uh, you could handle Ohio State football. You mentioned Ryan Day. Not really interview. It's a press conference. And Are you going to get an exclusive with him before or after?
4: Oh, okay. Interview meaning, yes, we're going to. That's just, I don't know, a figure of speech. A lot of times we'll just say we have interviews over there. Well, and then Some people will say that yeah you know, we have availability, but yeah, it, it is a Ryan Day press conference. Yes,
3: and they do have one extra guy that's coming into the class, so they'll at least have somebody to talk about. As yes. far as you mentioned signing day, I know it is kind of silly, right? Ninety nine point nine percent of the action gets done. In the December signing period now, but they still have it. national That's right. You know, early February, first Wednesday in February, it's National Signing Day. Yeah, it used to be a banner day it in did. college
4: football. It did. And they—you know—and I think this will happen. It's one of the like, reasons I think the Big Ten and SEC are getting together in this. Um, don't call it an alliance. Um, that that uh, might not work out well. But <laughs> I think one of the things is they want to change the schedule. It would make a lot of sense to do it like they do in college basketball, for example, where you have the early signing period. Before the season begins, like right around the time practice is getting ready to begin, like college basketball, we have it, what, in like October? Um, If they had it in July, I always thought that would be perfect. Now would be the best time to do it because what they've tripled the playoffs. The coaches have too much on their plate in December. They've got too much on their plate in general, Timmy, so I think that's one thing we're going to see. We'll see the February signing day stay the same, but I think they're going to move the December early signing period up to July. Um, Not immediately. But maybe by 2025.
3: So if you were one of the guys, if you were Anthony, Matty Ice, or Evil Bald Collin, you're going to touch down in Las Vegas, and you're going to get the night. You know, you're going to get the night before. It's going to be a lot of work on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're going to be working those guys like the dogs that Anthony Rothman loves. We're going to be working them. Working them hard. It's going to be before and after the show. Because really, they'll be doing their show 12 to 3 with the time change. That'll be earlier. So after their show... There will be a lot of happenings as far as you know, big-time guests. You never know who you're going to bump into out there, right? So they'll be recording things, and then they might play that on their show the next day for Thursday and Friday when they'll be out there. But what would you get yourself into tonight? If you get the dinner... Are you going to blow all your cash? Like what
4: what's your favorite casino on the strip? Bids, are you a big Vegas guy? Last been, time you went? I've been there once. It was my 10th wedding anniversary. My no wife kidding. and I had never been there. It's my only time going to Vegas. It's my only time ever on a helicopter, by the way. We did the very cheesy <laughs> oh, uh, get on a helicopter and fly to um the Grand Canyon. It's like this little like, corner of the Grand Canyon that was on like an Indian reservation. Um and we had a great time, but that's my one and only time being there. So I don't really have a favorite casino. Uh, I will say this, if I was landing tonight going to Vegas, and you can do this at Hollywood Casino here in Columbus, I'd probably um, take Indiana plus five and a half. Hopefully that means Ohio (laughs) State wins the game by five. Then everybody's happy. I saw the bet. I'm like, man, I mean, and listen, all joking aside, like Indiana is not good. I know they beat Ohio State in Bloomington. I won't be surprised at all if Ohio State finally ends this losing streak. I mean, they're favored. Five and a half though? Ryan was texting about this. Like that what's what's going on here? Like, well, Indiana's not good and Ohio State's playing at home, and it feels like Ohio State's due, but five and Whoa. a half a little So uh, to answer bitch. your question, I'm they, getting a nice dinner.
3: They're both and thirteen I'm, and nine, I mean, to go to the basketball yeah. game. But yeah, maybe find a place to get a, a surf-and-turf meal. Yes. Get a screen there where you'll be literally the only person watching an Ohio State Indiana game in Las Vegas. It'll be Indiana. With everybody's fans minds there. on gambling and the buzz for the Super Bowl, people will probably be like on a scavenger hunt for NFL athletes, right? That what people will be doing? Yeah. Just just oh, definitely wandering around the strip, just doing God knows what, just trying to lay eyes on someone that they can say, that's a San Francisco 49er, that's a Kansas City Chief. Everyone's clearly going to be looking for Travis Kelsey. They just want to lay eyes on Travis
5: Kelsey. Guys, I'm sure Colin will be at an In-N-Out burger tonight um anthony will be anthony will be at a table somewhere and maddie will be at the spearmint rhino i'm
3: sure all of them maddie ice is gonna be at m&m world (laughs) maddie ice is gonna gonna be
4: hitting up the bulk m&ms right (laughs) looking for the peanut butter peanut m&ms in bulk at the world they're famous for their buffets in vegas as we know maddie would be the guy that would get the buffet and just have nothing but broccoli (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: just give me a whole
4: vat of broccoli i, I, hope,
3: I hope he enjoys himself i mean come on I'm, don't we get some kind of tegna per diem out there i'm hoping that they get I, for sure you know better fed, than me on can, that i, I have i've never traveled i've never traveled <laughs>
5: maddie did really? tell me no never maddie did tell me thursday night he is going to go to the WrestleMania 40 press conference that's out there. It's free for people really? to attend, and he said he's going. So I do know that for a, a WrestleMania fast. press, press conference
4: in Vegas. Yes. That sounds like entertainment times three right
3: there.
5: It does. <laughs> right. that, seems,
4: that seems like a perfect
3: thing that you can you know slide right into Super Bowl week. But we are going to talk about some of the happenings out there throughout the show. We'll get a, a little bit more into the game and some build-up to it at 2 o'clock here. And what do they, they call that here? That's their that's their deeper dive at 2 o'clock.
4: Deeper dive. Where we look,
3: look beneath the surface, past. Just d- don't focus like a magic
4: eye. It's one of the reasons that's this is Zido. a great show.
3: Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to get going here. But yeah, like you said, I figure we could uh, load it up with some Buckeye football here in hour number one because they do have the signing day press event tomorrow with Ryan Day that we mentioned. So we'll get to hear from him. And I would imagine... You're gonna get, you know, seventy five percent of the the questions won't be recruiting based with Ryan Day because there's so much to Uh, talk about. Ninety five, starting, dead. Ninety five percent, maybe. I'm shortening that, right? Because this deal with the offensive coordinator position, wow, and it's not a done deal yet. But you can, you know, bids tell me what you're hearing behind the scenes about Bill O'Brien and the Boston College head coaching position. My opinion certainly feels like this would be something that happens. And it seems also like it would be more of a personal choice for Bill O'Brien because you could, you know, have the argument and easily come out agreeing that the Ohio State offensive coordinator job is a little bit better of a position than the head coach spot at Boston College. But yet, here we could lose not one, but two coaches. I know he was here for two weeks, but Jeff Halfley was here for a year. Boom, takes his opportunity to be the head coach of BC. Now it looks like Bill O'Brien might be doing that. I don't know. And I thought this was the biggest hire that Ryan Day ever made. So now he's going to have to go right back to the drawing board and figure out what he wants to do with the OC.
4: Jeff Halfley continues to mess up the life of his good friend Ryan Scrulling Day. us. You know, and I, I like Jeff Halfley personally. But seriously, he leaves the first time and... You know, and, and then I'm sure he, you know, I know he planned on being at Ohio State longer than one year, but BC gives him a three-year or a five-year, $15 million guaranteed contract. He couldn't turn down $15 million, he didn't think, so he took the job. But then what does Ohio State do? They're without an off, or a defensive coordinator. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hire Kerry Combs, but that's what Ryan Day did. That he was a did. disaster. So if Bill O'Brien does leave, and I will say this, like if you're hoping Bill O'Brien stays, I think it is good news and there's been no news because a lot of people were like oh yeah he's cl- he was cleaning out his uh, office and stuff I mm-hmm. I didn't hear that from any of my sources people were saying he was doing that Sunday and it would be announced on Monday well here we are Tuesday and the, the word from Pete thamel is they just started doing interviews yesterday so the idea that Bill O'Brien is for sure gonna get this job Um I don't think that's accurate. I think there, you know, I was told this has legs. We talked about that on our show on Sunday, that this is a possibility, but the idea that this was like, you know, a done deal, that's, that's not accurate at all. So we'll see what happens. But if Bill O'Brien does go to Boston College, I'm sure Ryan Day already had a short list, already had guys that, you know, he was looking to hire if Bill O'Brien didn't come here the first time so he already has a short list and i'm sure he is you know fine-tuning that now so um my point is don't get the the offensive version of Kerry combs if you lose bill o'brien you know get the the jim Knowles version you Biddle, know what i mean
3: bill you have Bucknuts had a chance to even talk to bill o'brien yet we
4: have not no, no. okay yeah
3: so tomorrow would have been the day a little if, bit hidden
4: if it wasn't for all of this now this was not made official by jerry I emmick mean, or he didn't tell us this but I would have bet anything if, if none of this would have happened with Halfley leaving BC and Bill O'Brien now being tied to BC. I would bet anything Bill O'Brien would be there uh, with Ryan Day at tomorrow's press conference.
6: Yeah, I
3: mean it's it's hard to argue with uh, Jeff Halfley's decision. I mean, good God, your defensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers, you can sort of see. And I talked about this on the Buckeye Show last week. Again, without knowing this, but you know, Tavis knows Jeff Halfley, so, you know, he's got a relationship with him, but it looks like Halfley is starting to put the positions in place to get an NFL head coaching job. I mean, when you look at what his experience has been he has dabbled in both the NFL and college football, and he's been a coordinator at a big-time program and was successful, and he's been a head coach in college football. And now he's going to be a coordinator for a famous franchise in the league. If things go well, you look at his age and you look at what his experience is and his reputation, that is exactly the kind of guy that you peg to be an NFL head coach. Like He would be in that hopper if things go well, and if his unit produces there in Green Bay— Give him three, four years, you know, timelines are different, too. It just depends on what kind of openings show up. But that's what it looks like to me. And the Bill O'Brien hire was starting to grow on me, you know, being a little bit taken aback when I heard the name. Like, wow, that's a that's an interesting name. That's a big time name when you talk about someone that's got experience everywhere. Right. And a resume. And then the other side, you maybe wonder, okay, he's been linked with Bill Belichick, one of the greatest NFL coaches for a long time. Is that propping him up a little bit? Or does he learn so much from a football savant like that, that it helps him out? I mean, his time in Houston was certainly not a failure. It was an interesting deal, how he got fired so quickly after a 10-win season and winning a playoff game. He was a bad, GM, bad and, GM and a pretty good yeah, NFL head coach. Pretty good, and and pretty pretty good, good coach, and, good offensive of
4: mind. As we yeah. all know, the list of really good college coaches that were failures in the NFL is long. The GOAT, Nick Saban. I don't know if he was a failure in the NFL. He was right around 500. Not good. Not, not as good, good as Bill no. O'Brien. Bill Steve was, Spurrier. Bill all right. Steve Spurrier. Awesome college coach. Terrible with Washington in the NFL, he apparently didn't Urban even Meyer, come to work. He was on the golf we, course. Urban Meyer, we'll just we, we can just let that one go. We, we know what happened with Urban Meyer in the NFL. Pretty good college coach. So yeah. yeah, I mean Bill O'Brien to me, I I thought that was a really good hire by Ryan Day. I'm hoping it happens that he stays on, but um, yeah, I man, if he has to do what's best for his family and his son, you and I are both dads. I mean he, that's got to be priority one through ten. You know, for Bill O'Brien, we'll yeah, so see what absolutely. happens. I, I hope they, I hope they keep him, but I do think Ryan Day has made the decision. He's going to step back and be a CEO, not just because he, Bill O'Brien was available. I do think he'll pivot and find somebody good if Bill O'Brien does take the the BC job.
3: It is a fluid situation indeed. Something else just happened for the Buckeyes that proved they have another ultimate weapon in their building. Timmy Hall and bids are in. It's Rothman and Ice on the fan. Here's a listener tweet.
2: Can I tase Common Man in the Nuts? <laughs> Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man
1: and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed
1: team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mm. Anthony's tennis
2: shorts were so tight, they had to pixelate his crotch. You're listening to Rothman
6: and
3: Ice. Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for the boys who are heading to Vegas, baby. They're going to be doing their show from Radio Row the next three days. You just heard there. Yeah, the place where Rothman and Ice do their banging. That is Bet365. And looking at some action here today, if we could lead you anywhere, there are some same-game parlays Also, the little Bet365 bet boost is in action when you look at this Indiana-Ohio State game tonight. So a couple that pique my interest, I'm looking at the ones that favor Indiana because I see one that has a plus 850. So great value right there. And you're looking for Indiana on the money line, and that's going to be Malik Renew, who had a big, big game. I think he had 23 and seven last time when Indiana beat the Buckeyes in Bloomington. You got to get Indiana on the money line, 15 points and seven boards from Malik Renu. And he's been hitting that more often than not. And the other option there is their other big guy who, four of his last five games, he's had double-doubles and some big double-doubles. You just need a low one from Khalil Ware. Ten and ten and in the Indiana dub. That's it. And again, if those don't sue you, you want to keep it safe And I know uh, you like to hedge with your heart and hedge with the wallet so you can take Indiana getting five and a half points with the way this Ohio State basketball team has been performing lately. You're just hoping for a win. They've lost seven of eight. They can't win on the road right now. But they're at home, and these are two thirteen and 13-9 teams. So you could just go that route. That way, Ohio State could win by two or three, and you could also hit the bet. So just remember, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Sign up at oh.bet365.com. 21 and over only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help or
4: wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I want to help. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I'm with you. I would take... Um I'll probably go I'll probably take Indiana plus five and a half and maybe parlay that with Felix Akpara over seven and a half points. Not that Felix is a big scorer. I think he can get eight or more tonight. He's been playing better and better and better. His offense has game, no. He he's a rim protector, he's a rebounder, but he's become, you know more polished he's still very raw and he's getting more and more minutes zed's been getting less minutes so i think i like the and you're getting even money on that too this isn't like you're getting like it's not like minus 150 it's even money uh, on bet 365 felix akpara over seven and a half points but uh yeah hopefully it's one of those things i'm gonna take indiana plus five and a half and hopefully ohio state wins by five
3: Remember, at Bet365, they don't do ordinary. They're the official betting sponsor here of Rothman and Ice. So that game is coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. Buckeyes and the Hoosiers. I will be back warming you up for it at 6. And, you know, Dave, I, I really... It, it's tough to say. It's tough to say right now. With this team, they played a little bit better. They played a lot better on the road at Iowa. I was also a 13-9 and nine team, so... They're not trending to be an NCAA tournament team right now. Tony Perkins is their best player, and he's been sort of a developmental guy. we were talking about him yesterday, and you, you like to have one of those guys on your team. And you mentioned the name Zed Key. It's just it's hard to figure out where it's going with Zed Key, and you're you're halfway through his fourth year. He's already coming off the bench, and last time out, Devin Royal, a freshman who I think we're all ready to see yes. what anyone else can bring to this basketball team. We saw a lot of Scotty Middleton. I wouldn't say a lot, but as far as the three freshmen yeah. that were big-time recruits, we saw mostly Scotty Middleton, and he had a couple good games, but really not as impactful as as you'd like a top 50 you know, freshman recruit to be for this team that could use the help. But I'm ready for more Devin Royal. He looks like he can really score the basketball, and that's what you need. I know he's got to work on defense,
4: but let's let's give us something, Dave. I agree. He's looked good to me when he's out there. Does he need to prove, def- improve defensively? Yes. Is he undersized for a four? Yes. But I still think he needs to be out there. It's not like Ohio State's setting the world on fire and he's been playing strong minutes. Also, you look at what Indiana's doing. Not that this means every team should do it just because Indiana is starting Gabe Cups, but Indiana decided to start Gabe Cups, also a freshman, also from Ohio. In fact, those two young men traded Mr. Basketball Awards. Cups won it when they were juniors and then Royal won it when they were seniors. They also had some really good games. You know, at the state championship game uh, when they were juniors and then in the semifinals uh, when they were seniors, I'd like to see Devin Royal out there a lot. Just like Indiana. I mean, cups is averaging like two points a game, but he's a freshman. They know they're not going anywhere this year. They're starting him. Start Devin Royal or at least play him a lot. But I will say this early in the season. I was like, how is Evan Mahaffey starting? He's played well. Give him credit. Give that young man credit. Evan Mahaffey's actually played well, but I would like to see more Devin Royal for sure.
3: Let's go back to football here, bids, because you know, we we're talking about the offensive coordinator position in the opening segment. That's a big story and a big topic going around the Woody right now, and what's ultimately going to wind up with Bill O'Brien's future. Will he be here, or is that Boston College job gonna pull him back to the Northeast? Well, you, you look in the room, you look at the coaches that you have and you know Brian Hartline's an interesting one because you know how he dabbled with being the offensive coordinator and it didn't really feel like he ever really was the offensive coordinator but still you know that he's got a bread and butter and he's one of the best in all of college football probably the best in college football when you just look at who he can recruit look at who he can recruit and look at how those players develop they have been churning out of Ohio State at a high high level Marvin Harrison Jr the latest toy that's going to go to the NFL and Wow, when you look at Carnell Tate and Jeremiah Smith might be the best that they've ever gotten. And Emeka's right coming top. back,
4: and Emeka was oh, the number yeah. one recruit in the country, wide receiver recruit in the country. When he was coming out, it's, it's incre- you're right, it's incredible what Hartline's been able to do. And now they have the defensive version of Hartline with Tim Walton.
3: The defensive version of Brian Hartline, just how you put it. Wait, bids. <laughs> As I said yesterday on on Roundtable, where the heck did this guy come from? Where did Tim Walton and his ability to recruit like this come from? I feel like in the past year or so, he is just skyrocketing, skyrocketed, skyrockets in flight, afternoon delight. Now look where he is. Look what this guy is. He's just bringing in two five-star cornerbacks in the 2025 class. This is ridiculous.
4: It's incredible. And he continues to stack great class after great class after great class. It's not like this is a one-off. That's 25 class where he's got the number one and number two corners in the country. And it's not like they were in his backyard this time. It was really good getting you know, the guys that were in the number one and two, number, uh, number one and number two corners in the country in the 2024 class, both from Ohio. Now in the 2025 class, he's going to Houston, Texas. He's going to Birmingham, Alabama to pluck the number one and number two corners in the country. All um, over. And then all over the place. E- even the guys that were true freshmen this past year, Jermaine Matthews is going to be a stud here. He got him. Uh, Calvin Simpson Hunt is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, he just continues to stack class after class, and he's a good secondary coach as well. It's funny, Timmy, when he uh, I went back and looked at some of our stories when he was hired a couple years ago, Tim Walton, because wanted to see what we were saying on Buck Nuts, and it's like, mm-hmm. we were all kind of like, yeah, this looks like a solid hire, you know, former Buckeye, <laughs> right, defensive right. coordinator. Coordinator experience in the journeyman, NFL. really, you know, had you been know. all over the place you know, yeah, as yeah, a coach. Deep ties to Florida should be should be a pretty good recruiter. <laughs> Wrong on solid and pretty good recruiter. How about grand slam home run? So uh, that's one. Like we weren't talking bad about the hire, but we certainly weren't talking it up enough. So Tim Walton, you're right, Timmy. That w- I don't think anybody when he was hired was like, oh, this was just an absolute grand slam home run hire for Ohio State. You know, who but also was a little was. mystery.
3: You know, who also was a little bit of a mystery when he came in, Ryan Day, the guy who's a head coach. For Sure. You know, looking at his background, like, huh, wonder about this guy. Northeast dude,
4: got some Chip Kelly ties. Never been a head coach on any there, level. But yeah. Had he even been a coordinator? I don't- Never been a head coach. He was a coordinator at Ohio State. I mean, unless you consider his three games. No, as no, 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 no. When Ryan Day
3: came in.
4: Oh, when you're he right. came in. Oh, he had, a, he had a coordinator experience at Boston College. Okay, and I he believe Temple, that's right. That's right. I believe Temple as well. He, he had, Lower
3: level, lower tier programs, yeah. not, you know, upper yeah. echelon power five. All,
4: all the ties to Boston College, huh? Every It's all, it's it's all, all Boston College. What, 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 what are we it's doing here? It's all ball bearings these days. What are we doing here? I like I like the, the tie to Alabama. Oh, Sabin Lees, we got Caleb Downs. Oh, Seth McLaughlin, you come on down. Too bad you don't have a five star quarterback that wants to transfer. Oh, Julian Sand, come to Columbus. Seth McLaughlin in the arms of a lineman do you like that he told everybody like when people were like how do you pronounce your last name and he was like mclaughlin like sarah mclaughlin i i, I do you? love
3: that yes that's i mean why, <laughs> yeah there you go yeah that's great he's like fantastic. my older sister
4: my older sister sarah and we were i can like, what? see no, he, i can, see the, I can that. see the
3: spca ad right now <laughs> and a and a tear just streams down our face watching all those dogs there it's not good all right we're looking at one month at a one month countdown to something that is sure to give us Many, many storylines for Buckeye football. We'll get you ready for it. Next, Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle. Forgot my name for a second. Rothman and Ice on The Fan.
2: We're the girthiest radio station in the history of radio. Uncomfortably girthy. This promo is uncomfortable.
0: The Fan, Ohio's girth destined. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or just stop by.
1: Granger for the ones who get it done. Helping you ace your afternoon. This is Rosman and Ice.
3: Yes, it is. But it's a West Side takeover. It's the Bojangle Boys. It's the Hilliard Boys rocking it on Rothman and Ice today. Timmy Hall, Dave Biddle, and Ryan Baker. You could draw a little triangle around us. Boy, do we have West I seventy in the Hilliard Galloway area just locked up? We've got a two mile radius. Oh man, we're all around Thornapple. We're heading up to Heritage. We're going up to the Main Street circles. We're hitting up that Dairy Queen. We're
5: getting the dilly bars. Easy, easy. We're doing I mean, everything. I I got to go to Handles if I'm getting ice cream in Hilliard. It's just a sure. short walk. On now, house. let's go to let's go to Handles after the show. Okay, a little Handles
4: action. Yeah, that sounds good to me. A little uh, double thick milkshake. Oh, look at you. Oh,
6: I, I like the uh, Graham
3: Central Station.
6: For I like me. the
5: Reese Cup Hurricane
3: with extra Reese Cup. Look at you guys. E- extra something of what's already in there, huh? So sound good. like my wife. Got to get the cookie dough with extra cookie dough. Perfect. There was one time we had a, this wasn't Handles, but we had just a a, a good brand of store-bought. Maybe it was Briars, I don't know. And she managed to get every single chunk of the cookie <laughs> dough. I mean, she must have, there must have been 75% of the ice cream left. Like she was just moving it around. I got to it at one point. I, I was so pissed off. I just wanted to take a bite of this ice cream and get one chunk of cookie dough. There was none, none left in it.
4: I have been guilty of that. <laughs> My wife has yelled That's at me. You. My wife has yelled at me for doing that. It's just yeah, you're like digging for gold. You're just, like just like where's the oh it's no, ice cream. Just I'll just have one more chunk of the it's, cookie dough. It's delicious. Oh, there's another one right there with another big chunk of the cookie. I, yeah, I'm guilty I of that. I don't get it. Too. It
3: goes hand in hand. You want all of that in the bite. Just put your spoon. In, eat it out of the carton. That's fine. I don't care. But just put your spoon in it and just take what's there. Stop sloshing it and moving it around and carving it up on the sidewall of the of the the cardboard no no really pissed me off anyway back to buckeye football bids we've got spring football coming up here usually starts right at the beginning of march i think last year the first practice was march 7th or something like that we did just get some word on the spring game and tickets going to be on sale, $10 tickets for a very anticipated spring game. We say that every single year, but really this one is. And the spring game to me and you know, whatever the attendance is going to be, I think it, it's dictated on what kind of day are we going to have? If it's a nice sunshiny, you know, 60 to 65 degree day, the set a nice mile marker into spring and heading towards the summer, then it will fill up. But I think there's so much to talk about. And when you start just with the coaches shuffling around and then head to, you know, new quarterback here at Ohio State and what's going to happen in that quarterback room beyond Will Howard, I
4: think you start with two really interesting storylines there. Absolutely. Um, when you have, uh, you know, intrigue at quarterback. It makes spring ball a lot more interesting, and especially when you've got this many quarterbacks and this many new faces. I mean, these guys we're, we have four of the five scholarship quarterbacks. It's amazing. You have five scholarship quarterbacks for me going through spring. Four of them have never gone through spring at Ohio State before. Cause keep in mind, Lincoln Keenholds was not here till June last yeah. year. And obviously Will Howard transferring in. Um, I think Will Howard was a really good get, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all these guys. Um, the early enrollees, uh, the quarterbacks. Whoever they hire as offensive coordinator, whether that's Bill O'Brien or if they bring in uh, somebody else, what kind of tweaks are we going to notice? Obviously, they're not going to give out too many secrets, and they're not going to reinvent the wheel. Someone's not going to come in here and run their offense. They're going to come here and run Ryan Day's offense and make improvements to it, enhance the Ryan Day offense. But we'll see little things, just like we did when Jim Knowles got here with his defense. There's little little tweaks that we will see. Um, so, yeah, man, it's going to be an uh, entertaining Spring ball for Ohio State for sure. And it just they have that all-in feeling this year. And Timmy, I am never a know, national know. championship or bust guy in college <laughs> but football. It, it but I like like think I'm going to break my own rule this year. I think you have to, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's such a
3: strange spot right now. The fact that he was making an OC hire like that and bringing someone in with that kind of a resume. I mean, honestly, just... You Look back at Bill O'Brien's resume. He was the head coach at Penn State a long time ago. And he'd done a lot of things since he was the head football coach at Penn State, which is a rival in this conference and one of the, what, top 10
4: most famous college football programs ever? I think I that's fair, right? Have to say Close, that, right? Closer to 10 than one, but I think they would be in the top 10 for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would agree yeah. with that, too. I, I think, Probably closer I, I think, to 10 than think, one, but top 10. I think top, top 10. 10,
3: yeah. I mean, then coach of the Houston Texans, so you bring in that guy... You're you're talking about Quinshawn Judkins, a stud running back that was available down in SEC country. Probably shocked a lot of people that he was even looking to leave Ole Miss in the first place. But maybe some things stylistically with how it was going made him look elsewhere. Caleb Downs, you talk about a hype train and what happens when you get this safety from Alabama. You get another quarterback, could be your future guy from Alabama. It's just so many hits Since one of the most miserable games my eyes have ever seen watching Buckeye football, and I know it's different. It's not really a real game, and that's another subject and another discussion for why a bowl game was that tragically bad just across the board. But man, was it a big rebound, and the fact that you are three years removed from going to your last Big Ten title game, beating your rival... The talk just keeps brewing and brewing and brewing about Ryan Day and if he can get all these things done. This is everything, Bids. This this is it. This is 2024. You have the home game this year. You got a big road game to Oregon. You get newbies coming into the conference. Expanded college football playoff. So much. But it does feel like
4: it's the title or bust right now. January was crazy. With They just knocked it out of the park with the transfer portal. And then getting all of the guys to come back that would have been... Probably not first round. I think Denzel Burke actually would have been a first-round pick. That's just my opinion, late first round. But all these guys, that at the very least, Timmy, would have been second-day picks. So rounds two or three. Guys like JT, Tuimolo, wow. Guys like Emeka, Buka. Everybody had Emeka as a first-round pick coming into the year. His stock fell a little bit. Maybe Travion. I don't know if Travion would be more of a fourth-round guy. But all these guys... That came back. It was like, we knew Marvin was leaving. The only guy that maybe I thought might come back that left was Michael Hall Jr., but him and his girlfriend or fiance just had a baby. So that's right. a lot. And then he did really good at the senior bowl. Now they're saying he might be a second round pick. My point is, every year there seems to be a few guys where I'm like, really? That guy's leaving early? Like, Ah, yeah, and all these guys that I expected might leave—they're all leaving. Of course, this year it's like we knew Marvin was leaving. Then Mike Hall left. Everybody else came back. I mean, everything's falling into place, Timmy. With the the transfer, getting all these guys to come back. Um, and we'll see about the offensive coordinator. Maybe they're going to add one more offensive tackle through the portal. I I don't know. The kid from Boston College. It all goes back to
3: Boston College. It's all BC,
1: right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Bill could recruit him and then not go. Six degrees of Boston College separation. Yeah. Did Kevin Kevin
3: Bacon go to Boston
4: College? Kevin Bacon went to acting school at Boston College. That is a lie. (laughs) That's why. I'm just lying to people That's why he's that good. because Because he went to Boston
3: College. Forget about Juilliard. It's Boston, Boston College, College, baby. Something
4: about Chestnut Hill. That's
3: where the best actors. That's where they went. That's right. That's right. George Clooney, Boston College. Isn't Clooney from Kentucky or something? Isn't he from more in, more of the Midwest guy. He's a uh, Look, that, that would a make sense. I dude. feel
4: like he's like a like a Reds fan, or maybe he's maybe he doesn't admit that anymore. I don't know why anybody would admit that publicly. Chris Holtman, but, big
3: uh, George Clooney fan.
4: Chris Holtman's a big George Clooney fan. Okay.
3: No, I'm just saying because Holtman's a Kentucky guy. Okay. And I th- I think I think Clooney is a Kentucky guy. I think he also grew up a big uh, blue fan. Okay. All That's right. Just just how it happens back down there. When is uh when is Louisville basketball? gonna find their way back to it
4: i mean they're one you know bat, as you how know, bad are they right they're now? one coach they're one good hire away so they, they, <laughs> well, that's, they could that's be, it one higher way but seriously if being in basketball it wouldn't especially louisville like you hire a really good coach you hit the portal nail a couple of recruits bam you'd be at least good in year one and then maybe you could be like back to being louisville in in year two yeah you can turn things around real fast in college basketball You know this, Timmy. You know your college basketball as well as anybody. I know. I
3: was just—I thought of that because something came across my Instagram about you know college basketball rivalries, and I was having a hard time with that. You know, outside of you know Duke UNC because you just said the game on Saturday, but I wanted to think you know Kentucky, Louisville, and then you're thinking, oh man, but Louisville is woeful right now. Really, really bad. Like they should never be that bad. It's one thing you think about Ohio State hoops that's having some struggles right now. How could you stand for that at a place like Louisville? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But beyond that, I'm thinking, you know, Kansas, Kansas State had the game last night. That's a pretty good rivalry. There's no KU
4: Mizzou. UCL. Cincinnati and Xavier. Is yeah, good. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good that's one that's good underrated. One. Yes. And Purdue, yes. Purdue Indiana. Back, Purdue Cincinnati Indiana. And Xavier got so heated, I think they had to call it off for a year or something like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, Well, they could stop. stop fighting. Yes, I mean, yeah. that's a... Yeah, the Crosstown shootout, you know, I'm originally from Southwest Ohio, Dayton area, not Cincinnati. But yeah, maybe I'm a little biased. But that one, I'm not a fan of either of those teams. I don't dislike either of the Everybody teams. Everybody was bringing that one, that one is a really good rivalry. There's no yeah. doubt. What else is up there? Would USC and UCLA even count it's like la it's like the, you know what is that like 90th on the entertainment uh, scale in la is usc ucla oh, basketball like, yeah, i'm trying to think what else what else is a really good ride michigan michigan state but michigan's terrible this year kentucky historically kentucky louisville will be oh a really yeah good one. it's top yeah. F- it's top five I'm, to think. Well, I'm sure we're leaving a good one out but um i don't know man what about
3: who's so kansas something in the big five maybe for philly basketball might yeah, be up there maybe yeah i said kansas maybe. kansas state yeah but uh, anyway, we are going to party like a Roth star next. Who are some of the superstars from the weekend? We give you that. Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in. It's Rothman and Ice on The Fan. If your idea of the perfect radio show is all
2: Buckeyes all the time, then it's your lucky day, Slappy. The Buckeye Show.
1: Weeknights at 6. The Fan.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
1: mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um. Thoughtfully discussing the merits of
2: Home Run Inn's frozen pizza, this is Rothman and Ice.
3: Hall, timmy hall and dave biddle here rothman and ice on the fan as the boys are heading out to vegas yeah they got the radio row shows coming up wednesday thursday and friday so you don't want to miss that tomorrow at noon when the boys get the show started bids what's the biggest sporting event you've covered i'm sure it's got to be you know buckeye football
4: but Anything else beyond Ohio State football for you? Biggest event I've covered. Um, yeah, other than Ohio State football's national championship games, I covered an Ohio State men's basketball national championship game. And even though they lost, it was ah, cool being okay. down in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing them beat Georgetown. And be, by the way, Georgetown had beat Ohio State the previous year to knock them out of the tournament. That was before Odin Conley and the boys got there. And, um, and still, I mean, Ohio State gave Florida a good game. Odin was the best player on the court. That Florida team was a juggernaut. I still can't believe all those guys came back uh, for mm-hmm. another year. But um, that was really cool seeing Ohio State, Ohio State's men's basketball team playing the national championship. I've never covered a Super Bowl or anything like that, so I'd have to go with Ohio State football men or fa- one of the national championship yeah, games. I'd co- yeah. I'd probably go with the one, you know, maybe one of the ones Ohio State football won is my favorite. But um, yeah, it was cool. It just because it was a one-time thing, seeing the um, covering a a national championship game in basketball.
3: I've pretty much been a studio dude, pretty much been a studio guy. My entire radio run here, but you know, before before I arrived in Columbus, there was
4: a lot of, you know, college basketball events. Not a final four though, not a final four. You know, the more I think about it, I think probably the biggest cuz this felt like the national championship game. Ohio State Alabama at the Sugar Bowl. You know, to kick off 2015. I mean, that was... Oh, yeah. That was... Oh, yeah. And even Urban himself just said at that... at the time, how big was, of a matchup that was. And you're in the South. I mean, yeah, you're in yeah. the... You know, I mean, it's just... And then Urban even himself said... He didn't say it right after the game. He said it after they beat Oregon. He said... I couldn't say it then, but I knew that that was the real national championship game. Ohio State-Alabama. So I'd probably put that up there, but... Um, yeah, man, that'd be that'd be fun covering a Super Bowl. I know it's a very corporate atmosphere, but what Maddie and, and Anthony are getting a chance to do is going to be crazy. Because no matter, oh, it's just where a neat, the just a neat Bowl, thing. Yeah, you yeah. when, when they went to Minneapolis, for example, like I remember they were like talking to a lot of interesting people. As you mentioned earlier, you couldn't find a better place if you're on Radio Row than to be in Vegas, or just to be on the streets in Vegas and run into somebody, maybe record something. I mean, no matter where the Super Bowl is, it's just off the chain. And you take it to Vegas, man, it's going to be like on steroids. So hopefully our guys have fun stay out of trouble because you know anthony is anthony gets into a little trouble here and there for those that don't know i'm completely joking anthony is not a uh guy that ever gets in any trouble (laughs) no
3: i mean it's just it could be anything as far as guests that will pop in it just the whole entire spectrum right you could go anywhere from joe theisman could be wandering around the room to adam schefter right like it's just media guy to nfl legend and everything else in between so you do not know what you're gonna get the next three days coming up on the guy's show but right now it's time to party like a
6: roth star
2: rockman and ice present free snap reads
6: sponsored by the low t center reinventing men's health we're gonna get
5: this right here in a second
3: (laughs) baker is going through it right now. Just pretend that that's partying like a Roth star right there, and we go over some of the best performances from the weekend here. Are you, are you gonna you he's,
4: got it? He was partying like do a it? Roth star a little too hard before the show. Baker's Baker's he's partying a, like a Roth
3: got the dad got over this. there. Handles right, it will say party right, like a Roth Star. It's time to party like a Roth star. Fantastic. There we go. All right, so I'm going to go to a little college basketball game last night, and I mentioned this one earlier. Kansas State got the job done over the Jayhawks. A little big Monday action, 75-70 in OT. Tyler Perry, also great actor, fantastic in the backcourt for the Wildcats. Had 26 points. He was knocking down trays in that OT. 26 points, five boards, four assists, and his running mate Cam Carter, 19 points and 11 rebounds to keep down Hunter Dickinson and the boys. Big win for Kansas State. They needed it. Puts them at 15-8, and 5-5 five and five in the conference, so they probably got some work to do, but
4: still a good-looking team for K-State under Coach Jerome Tang. Who's partying like a Roth star. It's Tim Walton. And he just continues. It wasn't just this past weekend, but it, again, it was. It's like one thing after another with Tim Walton. Just landing absolute star-studded recruits, the latest being name offered. Goes down to Birmingham, Alabama, and plucks the number two corner in the country on the heels of getting Devin Sanchez the number one corner in the country in January. So Tim Walton, Ohio State's secondary coach, is partying like a Roth star.
3: How about... That woman who is ready to break the all-time scoring record in college basketball. Let me just go back on the recent games for Caitlin Clark. It's been a while since she didn't hit 30. I got to go back to January 10th, the last time she didn't top 30 points. That was a road game. They beat Purdue 96-71. And all she did was get 26 points, 10 boards, and 10 assists. So it was a triple-double for her there. Since then, she had 30-11 against IU, 32 points against Wisconsin, 45 points in the loss here at the shot against Ohio State, 38 in the win over Nebraska, 35 and 10 on the road at Northwestern. And just this past weekend, Saturday, she had 38 and 12 in the win at Maryland. Seven made three pointers. Caitlin
4: Clark, you, ma'am, are ridiculous. You are a Roth star. You know who's partying like Roth stars? Anthony and the Iceman. Going to Vegas, partying like Roth stars, eating broccoli doing crazy stuff. <laughs> Broccoli dipped in chocolate. There you go. Hopefully this time. There you go.
3: They are. They're uh, having an incredible time here. I also got to throw out Cody McMahon and J.C. Sheldon while I mentioned yes. Caitlin Clark there. Why don't I mention some Buckeye women's basketball players? Because... That was a great win on Sunday. I took my mom. We were in the building for that, so it was great. 74-69, big third quarter. It's been a lot of great third quarter performances for this Buckeye basketball team, and that's great. You set the tone. You set a tempo. No matter what happened in that first half, you can come out guns blazing. I mean, you get a lead there and you you feel comfortable going into the fourth that you can get to the finish line, and that's exactly how that game played out. They had a nice 10, 12-point lead. Indiana kept coming, but Ohio State had done enough work. They could survive, and thanks to J.C. Sheldon's 25 points and Cody McMahon's 20 points, seven boards, and five assists, Cody had this play where she uh she hit someone for a great pass, so she got the assist on this play. They threw the full court pressure on after the made basket and she just stepped in front and intercepted the pass, took it to the hole strong, got the and one. Went to the free throw line, made it, and her celebrations are just great. They pump the crowd up. The way Cody McMahon celebrates, it's fantastic. It
4: really gets everybody in the mood. It really is. I mean, she's a superstar. Jaycee's a superstar, and they have good complementary parts. And uh, was Kevin McGuff? He must have been a big Nolan Richardson fan growing up. 40 minutes, 40 of, minutes of hell. 40 minutes of hell. That's exactly Absolutely. what I thought. Shaka I watched, smart. When Nolan I Richardson. When yeah. Ohio State women's basketball team, and that's why they go on runs like that. They get after you. They can score in bunches, and that full court press is is nothing to be messed with. They're a lot of fun to watch. I've never seen a sport, real quick, I've never seen a sport improve the quality in like a 20-year span as women's basketball. It's gone from a good sport to a nice, super exciting sport to watch. And Ohio State just plays a fun brand of basketball. And they're really good. We have partied like Roth stars. All right, Monday and Tuesday,
3: right after the Super Bowl, going to be pretty big days for the future of another major event. Tell you why next. It's Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: Let me see. Buckeyes? Yes. Jackets? Yes. Crew? Yes. Fart noises? Hell yes. The fan, Ohio Sports Destiny.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to
1: go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A perfect afternoon parlay.
2: This is Rothman and Ice.
3: You got Timmy Hall and Bids, Dave Biddle, today in for the guys as they are getting ready for Radio Row action for the next three days. A lot of stuff still to get to on the show here. Going to talk about some Super Bowl action at 2 o'clock, so don't miss that. I actually saw some numbers that shocked me while I was getting a shot of testosterone yesterday.
4: Yeah. yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Feel pretty good, too. Good. Feel pretty good today. First time you've done that? First time, baby. First time.
4: Now
1: you're hooked. Threaded
3: it a little bit, you know, but, you know, I'm a kind of a guy that sees a needle. I'm like, eh. Whatever, but right. not bad. Not bad I, at all. I can see your beard looks a little fuller already. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not quite like you yet, Ryan, but mm-hmm. that's one of those. If, if I could maybe, you know, add anything to this repertoire here, I wish I could grow some kind of facial hair. You two guys, you're able to do it. I can get some kind of disgusting looking mustache where they don't let me around the elementary <laughs> schools anymore, <laughs> but it's not, it's, not, it's not really the greatest. If I just had the ability, the ability to grow facial hair. I might even take that over being, you know, four inches taller,
4: the ability to grow a nice beard. Well, you have a nice head of hair, though. Really nice. Thank you.
3: Yeah. yeah. I do but, not. So, so, yeah, you don't, but Bits has just a perfect picture of both.
4: No, nah, I wouldn't go that far.
5: Don't you like this gray hair look that he's had for the last four or five years? I mean, really I, good. I, I, I don't know him any other way, so I guess I can't compare it to anything, but he's got a little bit of the cloning look,
3: you know, he's tall the salt and pepper? Very little. <laughs> he's, uh, I, I don't know, Bids. I don't know. He's tall. He's
5: got a nice face. He's got salt and pepper gray hair all over the place. It's Can good. you make tequila like Clooney? That's what I, I, I want to know. I, I,
4: I, apparently, I have Tim some money here. Thank you, Timmy. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Clooney doesn't really make the tequila. He just has all the money. He gives his, he gives his buddies briefcases of like a million dollars cash.
5: Well, when I drink it, I credit him. I say this is Clooney's tequila. Who else has a tequila? Does The, the Rock? Rock? Yeah, I, Which, I thought that's, he did. That's my favorite, actually. What's his brand called? It's called Terramana. Terramana. Yeah, he
3: does little things on his Instagram for that. Quality so for a good price. All right, good. Good for them. Good. Next, next time I need a tequila, I know where to go. I don't know if they'll be doing any of that I got a brand Vegas. new bottle
5: in the freezer waiting for you, Timmy.
3: All right, Come well, over. We, we live close by, so <laughs> before, we, before we go get the handles... We're going to smash some shots of tequila. (laughs) I can't wait there. Uh, Biddle, there's some happenings here. Uh, I I think I said after the Super Bowl right there going into the break. This is actually going on early part of this week. So it was yesterday, Monday, and today, Tuesday. The College Football Playoff Management Committee, which is made up of the commissioners from the 10 FBS leagues and Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick. They're going to be in Dallas. They're in Dallas and they're working over key decisions that need to be made over the over the long term future of the playoff. It's interesting to note that they've got this coming year and then the next year. That's it. That's all they have on the books for the playoff of our sport. That's all that's there right now. Now something is obviously going to get done. There's just a few things standing in the way. I know the format. You know who gets the automatic qualifiers. You know what they go with a a five or a, a five and seven type of system, or the six and six when you have to cancel out what's happened to the Pac-12. Clearly, and I was reading that one of the ads of either Washington State or Oregon State is being a stickler. And is that Pat, Sh- if it's Washington State, ridiculous. that would be Mr. Kirk-
4: Patrick Chun.
3: No, Kirk Schultz, so a, pre- a so- president, not an AD. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a, my a bad. president. So, yeah, Washington State's President Kirk Scholes is, like, keeping a vote back. So it's not letting anything happen because it's got to be unanimous. Basically wants full revenue share going into the future when you have a two-team conference as it stands right now. The future of the Pac-12, it is nothing. They're going to have to make some changes and jump to the Mountain West and... And
4: And allow the Mountain West to take their name and not the other way around. And in football, they're going to be independent, right, for now. But then other sports are joining the Mountain West, I think, is what I read. So, So like, Oregon, I feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State. But
3: the deal with the Pac-12, like, you can understand how everybody else in the room, like, uh, Kirk, no... You can't get a full revenue share now. Maybe we can handle for just the remainder here because we were already in the system and now it's falling apart. But not going into the future. No, no, like no. that's that's done. You'll be wherever you are, and then wherever that conference fits into the model,
4: that's what you get. They should just call it the Little Two. The Little Two. The Little Two. I, I you know, I just think the Big Twelve should just add them. That just makes too much sense. Well, they've and
3: added so many already.
4: I, I know, but I mean, you got, I mean. Big 12 probably needs What's it know, matter? Strength, Two more, strength right? in numbers. And really, doesn't it feel like the ACC is going to collapse at some point? I, I don't think I'm breaking news there. There's a power, too. And you may be, a, a, you know... Couple tiers down, you got the Big 12 and ACC, and then uh, obviously the Pac 12's dissolved. Whoever would have thought we'd see that in our lifetimes, Tim? But what this The Pac 12 dissolving. What, what it's this crazy.
3: What this Ross Dellinger piece on Yahoo was kind of alluding to, without putting exact facts in here, because again, a lot of this is fluid, and it's going to take some time to iron some things out. And if everybody gets on the same page, they could go forward and sign another 10 year deal or whatever for a 12 team college football playoff. If they get some of the format right, The one thing that I don't think, uh, the one thing that I would be a stickler over, and I'm sure it's where the SEC and the Big Ten is, is you don't want to lose one of those extra bids to a 12 team dance. I don't think that you should just automatically let a non power five conference champion if we don't really think they're one of the 12 best teams. If they wind up being ranked by our own committee in the top 12 all season because they look and feel that good, maybe they played two really tough non-conference games and beat some really good teams. Like, take Tulane, for example. If they were going to be 12-0 and or whatever, but they were ranked 22nd in the top 25, right? I would hate that they would be in a top 12. Just for the sake of oh, you got to have Tulane in because they won the American have the and the best group of five. Yeah, in there. the top six. I kind of like conference champs. I don't. Because I just I think twelve too many teams.
4: I, I get it, and I do like that because the big reason I didn't like twelve. I'm like that's going to dilute the regular season, and it does. But because you have the top four teams getting a buy, that still makes the regular season very important. I mean, that I would agree. Be huge. So, I agree. So it's the still important. Huge. It's just not as important, but it's still it's still important. I'm okay with it because. Frankly, if you're not in the top eight, I don't think you deserve a seat at the table, but they're going to have, they expanded it to 12. Okay. So I'm okay then with the top 11 getting in and maybe the best group of five, as you're saying would be top 12, but if they're not, as long as they're a solid top 20, I'm okay with it, Timmy, because if you're that 12th team, you you probably got three losses on your ledger. Do you really deserve to be playing for it all? Now, does the group of five team deserve to be playing for it all. No, in that case. But still, that's more fun. If you're going to pick the 12th team, it's more fun to have a group of five. And then they're actually playing for something. If I'm one of those group of five schools, I, th- I think I'd rather be in FCS, where you have a chance of actually winning a national championship. But that would then be your national championship, is just making the playoffs. So well, I kind of I like it. If
3: we were negotiating, I would concede that, because what I really wanted was to get to 12. That's what I really wanted. So we didn't have a Florida State situation type of thing happen, where you have an undefeated team from a Power Five conference, that has a key injury, they cannot control that, but they they did what they did. Their resume is their resume. So I would concede certain little things because I've got part of what I want, just the simple fact of getting to 12 teams so we can have another round of meaningful college football games and less of these ridiculous bowl games where so many people opt out and no one wants anything to do with them. And the magnitude, it's happening more and more You know, it used to be just like the car care bowl and these cheap little bowl games. Now, that's starting to infiltrate previously famous bowl games. Yes. And that's sad. You know, and if you have to shuffle those around and make those famous bowl brands part of this college football playoff to make sure that they stay a meaningful game, then you got to do what you got to do. And I actually love... A lot of the ideas that were floating out there, I I agree with them. If you want to pick a permanent site for a national
4: championship game and make it be the Rose Bowl, I think that'd be great, too. I think they should do that. Yeah, I mean, I can see the appeal there. It's not going to happen because the Rose Bowl is, I don't want to say it's dilapidated, but especially with SoFi right there, there's no way they're going to have it at the Rose Bowl. I get it. I get it with the pageantry and everything. I understand just the Rose Bowl is a little bit more, um, maybe a little more broken down than maybe Oh, I don't care. People that's too pretty, yeah, but stuff like it, like luxury boxes and press. Bo- that stuff matters for these big games. That's it, just does with all, all the money on the line, especially the luxury boxes. They don't really care about the press box, but um, bunch of wimps,
3: on, man. You get just on a bunch st- of wimps. They don't want to appreciate the, <laughs> the mountains and the sunset. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm so glad I've got to cover. Rose Go see, see Archie's it's fantastic. statue outside the stadium.
4: Oh, what a beautiful re- like um, rendering of that statue. That that's really cool. You hit on mm-hmm. something I want want to look back on. I think the committee got. It, I thought they got it right at the time and I certainly think looking back on it they got it right by leaving Florida State out I've heard everybody say oh it was unfair well okay losing your quarterback is kind of a big thing okay huge thing for Florida State so I think the committee got it right I really do I mean you can't just be like well, they lost their quarterback. They still deserve to get in. No, I think they—that was a huge loss for them. And I always use the well, example. Of course, it was a huge loss. Well, I'm
3: not. I don't think anyone's arguing that that's not that's,
4: a huge loss. But that's it's why just, that knocked them out of the life. top four. It's like Kenyon Martin with Cincinnati back in the day. No one complained that Cincinnati, instead of going, well, they would they, have been the number one overall seed. They were knocked all the way. They weren't even like a one seed. They were knocked all the way to a two seed. Did they deserve to be a one seed based on? Their record, yes, and their they resume, one hundred percent. And I did. think they
3: dropped them too much. I can understand how it might take you down a seed line or so, but moving as much as they did, results kind of proved they did. it.
4: It's a team sport. I think you Cincinnati know? was one one, and then they lost in the second round that year. I think they got it right, just like they got it right this year. If they would have had Brock Glenn out there trying to play against Michigan, Michigan would have beat them. Like nine hundred to nothing. Like at least the <laughs> Alabama game was competitive, right? I mean, like they would have they would have blown the doors off of Brock Glenn and Florida State. I mean and Florida State proved it. As soon as they lost their quarterback, they were looking in the portal because they didn't trust their backup. So their backup. Oh transferred. The,
3: well, the, the, again, that game was a sham. You can't put anything on that Georgia Florida State game. I guess you could a little, but everybody left. I'm not everybody even.
4: Left. I'm not even re- referring to that game. I'm just saying I think the committee got it right with Alabama.
3: It's going to be interesting though, because you know, based on what you know just happened with the Big Ten and with the SEC, that's what everything's pointing at, pointing at too. And I, I mentioned back to that Yahoo article and. You know, Tony Petiti and Greg Sankey, it was kind of the first time that they publicly hinted at this and they had their doubts about commitment, right? That's the thing that kind of caught people's attention. If they don't have full commitment to the future of the college football playoff, if leaders can't quote, get it right, some of the things that they want to have right because they're the big boys now and they formed this little alliance, this partnership, this advisory board to go and tackle all the big issues facing college football. And you better be rest assured that they want everything with the college football playoff, exactly the way they want that. And you know, when he was asked, when, when Sankey was asked if they're committed to the playoff beyond 2025, he said, yep, but we got a lot to get right. The commitment is we want to see this get right. So Read into that how you will, where uh, that goes forward here. It seems like a record was just broken here in the build-up to the Super Bowl. We'll tell you about it next. It's Rothman and Ice on The Fan.
2: Common Man has spent the past 18 years telling you how much he hates people. And yes, that probably means you, too. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3.
6: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop
2: Their Live Golf team name is Ice Dogs. You're listening to Rothman and
3: Ice. Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for the guys. You know, it's funny you just heard the Live Golf stinger there. T-Bone was telling me this before the show that uh, Live Golf on the C-Dub would have been news to me. It's how much I don't care about Live Golf and that product and it's a shame for a diehard golf fan. I'm more just gonna transition into being someone that loves to play. I'm at the I'm at the the point in my life, bids, where I love the game. It's great recreational activity. You know, there's some great Instagram accounts and people on on social media who love the game like I do, and they put their own little spin on it. And so it's just, you know, good way to go out there with the boys and crush some beers, hit long drives, have fun, work on your game, improve. But what's happening at the pro level it's sad because I'm I'm going to probably be reduced to the point where I care about the majors and the memorial and that's it the, the majors and the memorial welcome that's it to with my what's world happening. Yeah, that's where you always lived, huh? Yes, exactly. I'm a, not not die- even always. I'm I used a, to not even be into that. Right? I'm a diehard <laughs> fan of the sport. And I would still, I would watch regular old PJ Tour events. You know, if it's on and it's a weekend and it's a pretty good field, especially if you have Tiger Woods and he's back in his heyday, it really wouldn't matter what event it was. You would get sucked into the TV if he's, you know, going to win a tournament. If he's in the running on Saturday or, or Sunday, you're going to check it out. But live golf had uh, around 400,000 viewers for uh, its coverage on the C-Dub, which I believe they're still paying to be on the C-Dub. And I know the ACC has some football and basketball in them, too. They're getting some sports. But... There was some pickleball on this weekend as well, same day, and it outdrew live golf. Pickleball had about five hundred thousand viewers. Pickleball cannot be stopped. Pickleball was beating live golf. That's where we are with this thing. It
4: was like ten Come years on. ago. Like I, I played tennis. It was like ten years ago. I was getting ready to play. Um, a guy at this tennis club that I used to go to and he was asking me, have you ever played pickleball? And I'm like, what? And it might've been 12 years, right around 12, 12 years ago. S-
3: somebody said that to you. It,
4: it might've Man. been 12. It was at least 10. And I was like, what? It's been around and for ex- 40 years, right? He explained right? it to me and I was like, <laughs> I had never heard of it. And then like, it was like five years after that, all of a sudden it started to explode. Never saw this coming, but, um, I've never played pickleball. It's one of those like things I know for sure I will play eventually, but I've never played it, but I'm looking forward to it Timmy. You and I should get into a, uh pickleball mode over there in Hilliard have Ryan stop by well
3: they got the courts and here's here's where I stand with pickleball I know T-Bone is is captain anti he's anti pickle He's, of the noise. he's on a crusade against the Picklers. Because of the noise, right?
4: I, no, I don't think it's because of the noise. Uh-oh.
3: I don't think he has any outdoor courts where people are Uh-oh. up there at like 6 a.m. or something. And That'd be, that'd be silly, right? That's, that's too Oh, it's because they've
4: taken over the tennis courts and the basketball courts. They take that's over the basketball that's courts. That's what it is, yes. They take
3: over the basketball courts.
4: And that, Those heathens.
3: I, that I agree with. I, I draw the line right there. When I go to my YMCA and we have a nice indoor hardwood court there's just not many of those around in the first place. We don't have enough public open basketball gyms. We've got all these schools all around the city, public schools and the, basketball courts just are locked up tighter than a drum and no one can ever use them. You've got to be in some kind of youth league to even get a chance. I've done youth basketball leagues. We can't even get a middle school gym with a real hardwood court. We're always in elementary school gyms with those super slippery cafeteria floors. You're going to break an ankle or bust your kneecap. (laughs) It sucks. So When we take up one of the few hard courts that I'm paying a monthly fee to have access to and it's blocked up for pickleball, not just they have one side they get the whole gym the whole entire well, they gym. shouldn't allow that at the gym it's frankly. not a pickleball. it's not a pickleball court i'm not against the sport in hilliard at the park up there they have built a couple very nice outdoor they got the the colored pavement it's great they're pretty nice fast track it's got the cage in there to keep the balls from going everywhere that's great and they get crowded i've actually played with my son jack's really good i don't know where it came from he might be a pro pickleballer there you in go the future it's, you, you know, go. it's a little, little bit dorky of a sport i get it but it's easy to play it's easy to learn if you need to just kill an hour or just get some exercise it's not bad but i don't want to take up the other space i don't want to take someone's tennis court or certainly the basketball courts for it
4: now you got a lot of celebrities playing pickleball like lebron super into oh, yeah. it oh I mean, yeah it's becoming a little cooler by the day um it Why'd get- they have to call it pickleball why i know we'll have to do do some some uh, research on that one um i will say this uh, regarding bones beef i agree with that i didn't realize it was a basketball court i thought it was like a multi-use court where you could play pickleball now if i run that gym even if i like pickleball i don't allow people to play pickleball on the basketball court unless nobody's playing basketball but if somebody wants if somebody wants to play basketball they should be able to use the basketball court do they have a pickleball court there no,
3: there's, See, no, went, there's no indoor pickleball. I, I wonder. I wondered if they, older if they told them, maybe no.
4: maybe they told them that they were allowed to use it. I don't know. Oh no, they they clearly well, are allowed to use. We'll it. We'll have to go investigate they're this. Set, they're setting up. The they're setting
3: up time for them to play pickle. <laughs> they, also, they need to they need pickle to ball. fix fix the the hoops too. I want some maintenance. I want a maintenance budget for the baskets too. We need to get our hoop out here fixed. We do the our Papa shot. Pa- our hoop. Papa shot? We somebody, just need a new one. We need a budget brogues. for a new pop-a-shop machine. The left one's fine.
5: We should get a real, like, real pop-a-shop.
3: I, bl- I blame Adam King from 10TV. It's always Adam. Have you ever fault. seen him shoot Brick City? I don't know what you call that, but it's certainly not a shot. Yeah. It's like you have to brace for impact if you see him playing It's a out shot, there.
4: it's a shot put. Yeah, it's, it's, worse, it's worse than that, Bids. Oh, that's, oh, is it more like the discus? That's get, not nice to a shot putter. When, when he starts to do like spin around and then shoot it, it's like, what are you doing?
3: It's <laughs> <That's laughs> the need wrong to, sport, man. Bend your knees, flick your wrist. The ball needs rotation. Have a fo- some semblance of a follow-through. That's all. That's all you got to do. So I saw this. Travis Kelsey, certainly you know he's super popular because of the Taylor Swift deal. Taylor Swift is doing all of her shows in Tokyo. I'm sure you heard about that. And because, you know, people can do math and understand what a flight time is from Japan across the Pacific to get back with the time that last show is, yes, she can make it to the Super Bowl and still get a night's rest. It, it should be fine if she wants to do that. So Travis Kelsey is doing, you know, Super Bowl Media Day now for the last several years. It's been called Super Bowl Opening Night. It's just the big show where they put the little stages all over the field. You guys have seen this, I know. So Dan Wetzel was doing the the write up on this and while there's no actual hardcore stats for this you just have to go by the eye test it's just a feel gut feel type of thing and Wetzel was saying you know for my money I can harken back to when Peyton Manning had his time there before Super Bowl 50 maybe it was when it was Tom Brady or Bill Belichick for one of those New England Super Bowls when Deflate Gate was kind of humming along. What
4: about Marshawn Lynch? He threw that one out (laughs) there, too.
3: (laughs) He threw out the Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I won't get fined going into that Super Bowl. But he said whatever the record used to be for biggest media throng, if you will, not a thong, but a throng, Travis Kelsey broke it and some of the photographic evidence where you are just looking at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people smashed in there holding up their phones. And again, I don't know what the malt box situation is where you can plug a cord into your recorder. So you get the, the good sound that, you know, cause Travis Kelsey has an actual microphone right in front of him. So NFL network can get it on TV and get the audio pretty good, but we know the deal. It's his connection now being a hall of fame tight end and, just his life man i just can't understand how how his life has unfolded for being a cleveland guy if it wasn't for jason kelsey he would have been out of football if big bro didn't save him at uc when he had the little pop for marijuana they were going to get rid of him his football career could have never taken off now he's dating taylor swift he's one of the most famous guys in the world on planet earth
4: it's insane what his life has turned out to be it really is even if he was just you know a Awesome tight end and one of the best tight ends to ever play in the NFL. That would be enough. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Him and his brother have one of the most popular podcasts in the world, and he is dating the most famous musician. On planet Earth, and whatever you want to say about Taylor, I can't Swift, believe it. She'll go down as one of the best musicians ever. If you hate her, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. Now my daughters is love, what it is. My daughters think they're the biggest Taylor Swift fans in the world. I think every girl who's a Taylor Swift fan, every Swiftie probably thinks they're the biggest. My my daughters swear they're the biggest, but it is crazy, man. And like the NFL needed more publicity. I've seen some I, some TV execs were uh, quoted in the uh, Athletic talking about and this. is no surprise that Taylor Swift's been like a gift from God. <laughs> Not that the NFL wasn't already printing cash. Well, she is Jeez, a gift. Now, now they're just like their own mint. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable when you think Major League Baseball must be like, can we get some of that? Like the NFL doesn't need this extra pub. No, MLB, right? The MLB, MLB needs, needs, it. needs it. About the it. NHL, can we get to like Taylor Swift to date a blue jacket or something? The
3: NFL could send a representative <laughs> in a suit and a tie to my doorstep, and he could punch me square in the nose you can get all the arrests in the world right with all their you know f- top famous players and it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter we need football we're a football craved culture and we need it and pro football is king so it- and they get the taylor swift contingent it is insane it's it's unbelievable for them hey are we seeing the decline of a hall of fame player right now we will fill you in next timmy hall and dave in it's rothman and ice on the fan
2: we used to have a billboard with our host's face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly,
6: hey!
0: The Fan, Ohio Sports tested For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just
1: stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The best bet on the radio. This is Rothman and Ice.
3: Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for Rothman and Ice today. We were just sort of dreaming in the break there, and I wonder how many of our listeners out there if, if you do have experiences going to the Super Bowl, if anyone out there has done it and done the trip, I would very much like to know some stories of how it got done, whether it was through you know business partnership, corporate, or if you just saved up a lot of your money because the Super Bowl is a bucket list item that you had to take in once before you die. And I would think for most of us, if we have to go out of pocket... It is a one time deal because I mean bids you could have a lot of money. You could have a lot of money and still look at these prices and say, uh, I just don't know if that's worth it to to lose cuz to lose that much money in one transaction, how much time it would take maybe to work it off or to build the account back up. What do you think the get in price? I'm looking at Ticketmaster so these are verified resale tickets. So you can rest assured you are getting the ticket if you pay this ungodly amount.
4: If you're thinking like low thousands, you're way too low, way too low. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking a lot a lot like Ryan. We were talking about this during the break. I was thinking right around to get in where it could be sitting in the nosebleeds, um, the top of the nosebleeds. I was thinking you would probably get in for around... 3000. Yeah. Oh no, no you can't. How, no. What is the tell the good people what no. the, the cheapest price is, the uh, cheap, Timmy?
3: The get in price for two tickets together in there's a 400 level at the Vegas stadium. A 400 level, the 100, 200, 300, 400. That's the biggest, George. <laughs> 6250. <laughs> 6 grand. You're looking at seven grand, I'm sure. What do you think the taxes and fees are with what you know ticket services hit you for? Probably a good three, four hundred bucks. When you're paying that much, could be close to seven thousand per. You're talking about fourteen thousand dollars for just the tickets to a sporting event that is over and done with. What do you think the doors open two hours before kickoff,
4: or is it way before that first Super Bowl? Good question. I'm, sure, like be I'm sure going on though. I'm sure it's they open it up earlier than they normally would. But yeah, two hours sounds about right. They probably don't want to open it up too early. So you're going to um, take
3: it for all it's worth if you're out of pocket doing this once in a lifetime experience. But man, that for a, a four hour event, you get the halftime show. Of course, that goes into it. I probably would. I probably want something more like a Taylor Swift type of show than an usher. And nothing against Usher, just I, I like Usher. I like Usher, but I the, the one that hit me was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem, and the Bengals.
4: And when the and the and they, Bengals yeah, were the, in the game, the Bengals yeah. special teams that, guys go out that there. That was everything. Get in trouble, like <laughs> right, right. the, the, the yeah. long snapper never played the NFL again after that <laughs> oh, Super Bowl. Man. They kept, hey, they hey, kept they, McPherson. Hey. McPherson, they kept him because he's a money kicker. But like the the long snapper Clark Harris never played. I don't fault them at all. They had what? the ball. They had the ball. Their
3: offense was on the field with a chance to just get a field goal to send it to overtime or win with a touchdown, and they couldn't do it. They had a third and one, and they ran Samaji Pirine right into the middle of the line of scrimmage. And then tried to throw a pass on fourth down, and but that, was, right. it. that it was, was close. Though. For a
4: halftime, especially guys from uh, you know our era, the, for that to be the halftime show with all those guys, and you know you had uh, women up there as well. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Mary J. Blige was Mary up there. Mary J. Blige. So you had, okay. you had Snoop. Yeah. You had Dre. You had Eminem. I mean, that was really, really, really cool. I'm with you on that one.
3: Yeah. At at In nine, LA, no less. At nine seven one R and I. That's the Rothman and Ice. Twitter and X account, at 971RNI. If you're out there, tell us if you've ever gone to the Super Bowl or if it's something you want to do. If you don't have the story yet, but you're th- you're thinking about that, it's on your list, and you're willing to pay that much, the granddaddy, it's not the Rose Bowl anymore, right? It would be the Super Bowl for the granddaddy of them all to go and check off this type of sporting event. theres Could we do something more
4: expensive globally? Like, is there something soccer-wise, World Cup-wise? Not the next one, because that's going to be here and Mexico and Canada, but yeah, I would say something like if you went to like uh, when the World Cup was in Brazil or something, or when it was in... Germany.
3: I, I don't know. But, you have to, but you're talking about the
4: travel, right? Exactly. I'm talking about
3: just the tickets.
4: Oh, you're not talking about flying to Vegas and all that? Okay. I'm talking about if you just
3: take and the Vegas tickets. Vegas is
4: expensive as heck. It used to be like in Vegas um, like food was relatively cheap. Now, <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, depending bu- on when buf- you buffet. travel. Now right? it's, it's, it's out of control with how expensive food is in Vegas, I was told. Uh, really? Again, like just once. F- a standard got dinner a, is what? Yeah, like got 50 it. bucks minimum to eat dinner? I, yeah, at least. I, I've had I got a couple Scotty's being one. Scotty being one of them, I got a couple of good friends that have been there recently that are just like, man, the food prices are crazy. Um, but um, yeah, we were talking about this. Think about it. here's here's what would give me pause, even if I had money to do that, um, is all the other things I could do for that money oh my and still God. have money left over. Like, you know. Ryan is one of the things I want to do. He did it last year. Was I want to go down and just spend a couple weeks in Arizona and take in red spring training? Because there's (laughs) nothing like I've never been there, and they say there's nothing like it. Because you got like you have like Ellie De La Cruz from here to here, like for two straight weeks. You know you got you have all these all uh, all your favorite players are like right here, like real close up. And you go to You're Arizona, like Jimmy Fallon in Fever Pitch, man. Yeah. You just you want to be there for it, You're and to do it. And even though the weather's been we've been very lucky here lately, you never know when it's going to go south as far as the weather here in Central Ohio in February. It'd be nice being in Arizona for a couple weeks, man. I could, in the price that it would take me just to buy a Super Bowl ticket, I could do. My you red four, trip you could do 4 years and still have money trip. left over to go to Hollywood casino and, and just buy all you guys a nice parlay and then we'd celebrate Then the c- final cut then, baby. and then we'll go to Bermuda. Bitch, <laughs> you know
5: that me and my you know that me and my dad did that last year and that was the coolest part about spring training. It's like we're literally sitting there watching a Reds minor league spring training game and my dad is sitting in the stands next to Lenny Harris as he's walking in and out of the dugout coaching oh, from man. first or third base wherever he was coaching. But that is a great trip. Like if anybody ever thinks they may want to do that, they need to go do
3: that. Forget about the baseball thing though. I'm I'm more interested in trying to go to Bermuda now. That's oh, no, that's, that's, oh, my, that's that's in my hopper now that you mention that. I've never even thought about Bermuda. I want to go to like Bermuda. A quick, that's a quick jump, right? It's not what's bad. What's that off the coast of maybe South Carolina? What,
4: well, what, close, it's it's funny what latitude, that. What latitude line is, is that The closest land to uh, Bermuda, outside of Bermuda. Carolina, is, is, South Carolina? Yes, you yeah. yeah, know. that. The Outer Banks is the closest straight land. Straight east. Exactly. Straight east out. Yeah. And hopefully you don't get lost. So What's that be? Maybe like a two and a half hour, three hour flight from Charlotte? Possibly. At the most, you would think. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. What well, can we get, like, a $900 it's very, flight round it's, trip? It's very, it's very expensive, but this is why we're going to win a lot of money before we go there, you know? We can That's get the, an Airbnb for $3, dollars 4 50 a night in Bermuda, right? It, and there's no it's There's no language barrier. It's an English colony. That's so, right. Yeah, British British, British colony. So... Uh, all mm-hmm. right, all right. We're, we're, going going Bermuda.
3: Bermuda. we're going to Bermuda. Going Bring to your Bermuda. Going Bermuda.
4: Buckeye show now is going live from Bermuda. <laughs> let's get, let's get the Fish Buckeye is going yeah. to come in here and punch us in the face for no, saying that.
3: So, fish, it's happening. I'm sorry. We got to tap into the budget. They, if Scott Procop, Scotty Vegas gets to go to the Buckeye cruise, I need to get to go to Bermuda. What? Damn
4: it. He goes. I need the to bu- go to something. That's that's a staple though. He always goes on the Buckeye cruise, yeah, doesn't I he? I don't anywhere. I've never gone anywhere. He's famous. He walks around the Buckeye cruise. Eddie George will be there. People will push Eddie. Be like, there's Scotty. Vegas.
5: That's because he wins some money. Just, you know, you just know. send me somewhere. Just, I, I don't care if it's. I, it could be somewhere else. It does not have to be Bermuda. Just anywhere, Timmy, Timmy. Let's just get a sponsor. They'll take care of it. <laughs> let's just get, let's a, get sponsor. a sponsor. We'll be good. I, I love
3: that. That sounds like the trip. Visit Bermuda can be our sponsor. Um, <laughs> by the way, what I. By the way, what I teased back there. Uh, seeing the decline possibly of a Hall of Fame player. I have not been the biggest follower of the NBA this season, so sue me. I see the Cavs. I know the Cavs are having a great run, and I'll get into them. Yeah, very hot team. But Clay Thompson for the Golden State Warriors, clearly he's coming off some debilitating injuries, but it's a few years back. Bids, he's now... I say this, been reduced, but the way that guys score in the league, there's like 60-some guys I was looking, averaging 20 points per game in the NBA. Clay Thompson is not one of them. He's at 17 a game, and he was given some quotes after their win over the Nets, of how it's just been, quote, very hard and a big challenge coming off the bench now, being the level of player that he was. Steve Kerr had some comments saying that uh, you know, he's fine. It's it's a season of ups and downs for him, and it's not easy for a guy who's been so good and a Hall of Fame player to deal with that, but he's mentally tough, you know, Kerr said about him. But you know, Clay Thompson, I don't know if this is it. He's 33 years old, if he's ever gonna get back to being a big time score or if he's gonna have to be more of a role player with what he can do. I kind of feel like he would have another level to his game to get back to. He's too
4: good. He's too good a shooter. Yeah, I mean, he would be a nice, you know, as he gets even a little older, you know, a team that's ready to, to win, needs a, a good three-point shooter. Not that he's the same as as Ray Allen, but I use that analogy. Like, he's late, late, a, late... Hell of a hell of a threat as right. a three-point shooter. But, you know, yeah. but, you know I mean, exactly. Both great three-point shooters, and, you know, last time I checked, that's pretty important in the Over NBA. 40% lifetime. You know, that
3: puts you into Hall of Fame-type discussion, and he's been a, you know,
4: 22-23 game guy oh, for six it, or seven straight years. Yeah, it looked like he, and he still might, was going to go down as one of the best shooters in NBA history. Obviously, Steph will be the best, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, he's going to, his obviously his his peak is well over because of the injuries, but he can still be an effective NBA player for a few more years.
3: The struggles continue for the Buckeye men's hoops team, but is there one chip on this roster that we're about to see more of with two home games coming up this week? We'll hear from the Holtman in the Buckeye Bulletin next. It's Rothman and Ice on the fam. There's nothing Bo Bishop can't
2: do well except find competent co-hosts.
1: Rothman and Ice present Buckeye
2: Bulletin.
1: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months.
3: Alright, Bids, so if we go back to what we kind of started the show with, Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle, by the way, in for Rothman and Ice. We hit on a bunch of Buckeye football topics off the top. Clearly this offensive coordinator thing is is driving it this week. What is Bill O'Brien going to do? It's not a done deal that he's going to Boston College. There's some interviews still being done. You kind of sounded an hour one that you're not ready to lean either way on what's happening here. We get to talk to Ryan Day tomorrow for a National Signing Day press conference, but that's sort of to catch people up. Are you, are you still in the same place with Bill O'Brien and your thoughts on the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. Yes, I have not
4: changed my mind in the last hour, um, as I am wont I to do. I didn't mean
3: in the last hour. I just meant for people just joining the show. <laughs> I gotcha. <you.
4: laughs> yeah. I said that tongue-in-cheek. Hey, but there, you know, there could have uh, been something. This is a fluid world, Bids. Just to give you a peek behind the curtain, like I was, uh, when I first heard this, when it, like, this was first surface. I was like, "That I, I don't really buy that. So I reached out to a few sources, and I was told, yeah, there, this is a possibility. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you had a lot of people reporting, turns out erroneously, that this was definitely going to happen, that Bob was cleaning out his office at Ohio State on Sunday, and this would definitely be announced on Monday. Well, that didn't happen. Turns out Boston College wasn't even starting the interview process till this week, and they want to do multiple interviews with each person. Um, there's been some talk, maybe Bill O'Brien's interviewing today. I don't know. This is why Timmy on this one, I don't have anything concrete. I'm not making any grand proclamations. I hope he stays. He might stay. I do think, as I said earlier, I think no news is good news. Here. If you're hoping Bill O'Brien stays at Ohio State, especially with all of these reports that it was definitely going to happen, quote unquote, definitely going to happen yesterday. We're not there yet. Um, Now, it still very well could happen, but if you're somebody who really wants Bill O'Brien to stay at Ohio State, I think the fact that it hasn't happened yet is good news. Well, here's something that's
3: kind of happening, but you can never say never because recruiting is a fickle thing, and you will not hear Ryan Day talking about this young man tomorrow because he's committed to the class of 2025 so there's still some work to do with all the dude flipping quote unquote that goes on out there but naeem offered a number one ranked cornerback the top ranked cornerback in his class he is the fifth ranked player overall in the country he's from birmingham alabama so think about the recruiting battle that is when you've got Bama with a new coach in Kalen DeBoer and Georgia. But what a win. Tim Walton, the recruiter that he's become. Devin Sanchez has already committed a five-star cornerback, and they've got another four-star cornerback by the name of Blake Woodby from Baltimore, Maryland, from the DMV area. So Biddle, it's just been incredible work. It looks like BIA is going to be on the
4: upswing here with Tim Walton recruiting. Yeah, and depending on what service you look at, I mean, either way, they've landed the top two corners in the country in the 2025 class. Some have Devin Sanchez ranked one, name offered ranked two. Some have offered ranked one, as you said, and have Sanchez ranked two. The bottom line, Tim Walton is a beast. He's turned into the Brian Hart line of defense. It's amazing what he's done. And it's not, again, it's not just this year. uh, You know, the guys he's bringing in the 2024 class or the guys he's bringing in next year in the 2025 class. He brought in Jermaine Matthews and Calvin Simpson Hunt this past year in the 2023 class. Jermaine Matthews is going to be a stud here. I like Simpson Hunt a lot, too. So Tim Walton has Mm -hmm. been a grand slam home run of a hire for Ryan Day. I initially thought it was a solid hire, pretty good hire. I was wrong. That was a great hire. How
3: about Buckeye Women's Basketball? The updated AP poll comes out every Monday, and when it did, they're up at number five. There's something special about, you know, top ten is great. Obviously, if you're living in the top ten, that's awesome. But another level, when you're one of the five-pack of best teams in your sport, that's a pretty little number there. 19-3 and three overall, 10-1 and one in Big Ten play nine-game win streak. They've got that victory over Iowa, who's second in the AP poll right now at 21-2. and So they're firmly in the Big Ten race. you got South Carolina undefeated, number one team. Iowa, NC State, how about the Wolfpack there? Colorado, four. Some unusual teams for me for not being the most gigantic women's basketball follower, picking it up more and more these past three years. But the Buckeyes right there at five, uh, right ahead of Stanford. But we go to Buckeye men's hoops here. And they got the game tonight. Six o'clock warm up coverage. I'll be back for that. Buckeyes at thirteen and nine. Indiana Hoosiers at thirteen and nine. This is a a proud rivalry for me. I like to consider Indiana one of the teams I want to beat the most. If I could lock in rivalries, I would probably pick this one right after Ohio State, Michigan. And I understand that you know Michigan State and Wisconsin; those have been some fierce battles too. You think of the fad years, but something about Indiana being a border state and just being the Hoosiers and the candy cane pants. It's big, but we mentioned this also before and how in that Iowa game, you didn't see Zed key all that much. You saw 19 minutes of Devin Royal. It was Felix Akbar. It was Devin Royal. And then Zed was on the bench and Holtman was asked in his press conference specifically about the minutes that Zed key had. And if that made it harder to get him out there with what Devin was doing and I thought his response was interesting.
6: Yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm not really uh, too concerned about you know trying to divvy up minutes. It's going to be who's most effective and who's playing the best at this moment and who's gives us the best chance to win, uh, regardless of kind of the class or whatever and uh, who's practicing well and who's really you know showing in practice that they're uh, practicing at the level they need to to give us the be- the best chance. And um, Devin's done a good job of that. Maybe a little
3: bit of a message, but that's exactly how it should be. You know, this is not, you know, you're a senior. He had that in that response there. It's not a seniority thing. Whoever's playing the best and is wanting it the most and earning it the most, you're 13-9 right now and 3-8 and eight in the Big Ten. So they're going to be looking for
4: guys that can make a, a positive impact and get the job done. And salvage this recruiting class everybody thought was really good. Scotty Middleton not playing well. Chapman. Injured, I, I know too. I Chapman was, you know, Started the season off injured, but even now healthy, he looks like a fish out of water at times. I like Devin Royal. Um, I I think he should have been playing more. I get that he's undersized. I get that he needs to improve his defense, but whatever you were doing previously wasn't working. At least that when that kid gives in there, he gives you a spark. Even the the game at Michigan, he got in there and got him seven quick points. Didn't play at all before that, didn't play after that. He comes off the bench, gets some seven quick points. I'm like, what are you doing pulling him out of the game? So uh, whatever they were doing throughout January was not working for the, what, third straight year. I don't know what it is about Holtman in January. They don't get along very well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like it's, the idea. It's of over, Devin, though. Devin Roy, Mr. Basketball in Ohio, has got a, you know, I think he... Uh, Yeah, I I like the fact that he's getting more playing time. I think right around 19 minutes a game is good for him.
3: I know Xavier Johnson is up in the air his status for Indiana, the point guard. uh, He missed the last game. Scotty Middleton again, he was in the boot, so he's got the ankle injury. But if if Devin Royal is gonna you keep putting in buckets right there, you could use the help. You could use the low post presence, and he certainly anywhere inside the free throw line. The guy looks like he he knows what he's doing, trying to score. He was a big time scorer at Pick Central, and cool to see the local aspect as well hey it is super bowl week we know you know that but let's talk about that game there's a debate that i don't think we should even be entertaining yet but maybe the numbers say otherwise we'll give that to you next it's rothman and ice on the fan
2: tweet from a listener
3: are you carrying the
2: buckeye game today considering we've never not carried one yes the answer is yes the fan
1: Most shows just skim
2: the surface, but Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive.
3: Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for the boys. They are Super Bowl bound. They're heading out there. They're going to be doing the radio row for a few days. So, Bids, what's your early thoughts when we're getting ready for this one? We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're trying to set up a dynasty here. The San Francisco 49ers, Coach Kyle Shanahan with another shot to get it done. A lot of the same guys, different quarterback, but some key players on that team. I, I can remember George Kittle, you know, talking about how, you know, they could get back to this spot. He's one of my favorite players. I mean, I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough or he gets overshadowed by a guy like Travis Kelsey, who now has, you know, Taylor Swift as his girlfriend. But Kittle seems like one of the most fun loving dudes in the NFL. I watched his episode of uh, what's Peyton Manning's show called? It's a pretty good little show. The ESPN Plus deal. Peyton's
4: Peyton's place. place. Yeah,
3: yeah. Places, right, Peyton's Places. They did a tight end episode, or they're out in San Francisco. He's hanging out with George Kittle the whole time. It was pretty good stuff. But anyway, uh, I'm excited for this game. should be a a really good football game on Sunday.
4: Yeah, and and that's why I'm excited for it, is because it's such a coin flip of a game, in my opinion. You know, and I I would... uh... I'm not going to go 50-50. I'll say I'm going 51-49 49ers. Uh, maybe I should go 51-49 Chiefs. That would make a lot more sense having 49 was, on the 49ers. If that was the
3: score, that would be a hell of an exciting game, Biddle. <laughs> but I know you're talking percentages. Yeah, percentage.
4: yeah I, I do think the 49ers are going to win this game, but I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And it's because of what everybody talks about. It's like you're going to really bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid against Brock Purdy. And Shanahan, it's like, yeah, I, I get it. But the Chiefs are a little more banged up than the 49ers. They're still without their best offensive lineman. The Chiefs are still without Tooney. They're without, unless you think Humphrey's their best offensive lineman, but Tooney's really good. Um, they lost one of their starting defensive ends, the Chiefs did, in the AFC Championship game. So... It's not like quite like uh, a few years ago when they were super banged up when they played Tom Brady and the Bucks, where they were down like three offensive linemen, but the Chiefs are a little banged up. I think the revenge factor, even though it's three years later, I think that helps the 49ers a little bit. Um, but the 49ers have not looked good at all. I mean, they have, they were, they're, you know, fortunate to even win. Their first game, let alone their second game, and it looked like the Lions might blow them out there for a while. So, Timmy, I go back and forth on this. Now, when I'm at Hollywood Casino this Sunday, we have our live show from 3 to 5 on the money. Ryan Baker's going to be out there. Of course, Scotty Vegas will be hosting the show with me. I'm going to be focusing my bets mostly on player props because I don't have a good feel for... Okay. Yeah. I have, I have a few future bets that I got on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, but that was, you know, those are future bets. Now I'm going to stay away from well, the point here you spread. here you are,
3: though. Right. You but, made which it to the end, why, so which, you got something riding on which it. Which
4: is why, yeah, I'm just going to let that. But then now I'm going to focus on player props. For example, I like the over for pacheco rushing yards okay 67, 67 and a half oh, that's pretty high 67 and a half I, but he's high. been money in the playoffs last year and this year i i stayed away from him in the afc championship game foolishly because he was hobbled they said you know he, he was questionable to play and he's so tough it looked like he didn't even have an injury um mccaffrey anytime touchdown has been the most profitable prop bet all season McCaffrey, yes. anytime yeah. touchdown it has I also right like rashi rice over 66 receiving yards
3: so you see i don't know i don't know why well i think we do know why is because he's been an improving player and the chiefs have needed a wide he's receiver their best to step wide up receiver. he's yeah. their best receiver and he still feels like an x factor guy though even being the best receiver because he's not a household name right now but rice seems like the dude that could have that 135 yard performance and a touchdown or two and just be an incredible difference maker. And maybe one of the big reasons that the Chiefs win because he doesn't drop a football when Patrick Mahomes puts it to him. Patrick will be the reason that they win. I will, I will say it that way. Kelsey's got to be involved. Pacheco is going to have to be involved, even if he doesn't get to, you know, the 68 rushing yards there. But can he get some, some, some stuff done out of the backfield? And it, it's going to be Patrick B- plain and simple to me. The difference in this football game is you've got a guy that is well on his way to legendary status as a quarterback in the National Football League. Brock Purdy has got to prove it for the first time. He's a good player. I'm not one of these guys that thinks that the Niners need to go looking for a different quarterback plan. I don't ultimately know how good Brock Purdy is because the Niners roster is just incredible, but he put up 4,200 yards and 31 touchdown passes with that roster. Those are great numbers for a quarterback He's certainly not the reason that they're losing games. Will he be the ultimate reason that they win games? I think, you know, in big spots, we could talk about that. That's why I have to go with the guy that has been here before and done it before and and can throw from different arm angles and can wiggle out of any kind of sack. It's It's Patty, man. It's Patty and the boys. So that's why I'll be riding with the Kansas City Chiefs for this one.
4: I also like Debo Samuel combined rushing receiving as a prop bet. Debo Samuel combined rushing. I have looking back. I think it's like right around, right around eighty. I, it was lower than what I thought, and I'm like, ooh, that, that's tasty. And I know he's been banged up, but now he two weeks off. He played in the AFC champion or NFC championship game. Would have been weird if he played in the AFC championship game. Played in the NFC championship game. Looked fine. I'm sure he was hurting a little bit, but looked fine. Played well. Now he's got two weeks off. That's huge. The Niners are a different team. With a healthy Debo. When the Bengals, for example, played them in San Francisco, really Santa Clara this year, the Bengals blew them out. But a big reason is the Niners didn't have Debo Samuel. They're a completely different team. Now they have him healthy. They have the, the McCaffrey is clicking on all cylinders. IUC's been a really, really good get. Obviously, George Kittle, as you mentioned. Somehow he's they're loaded. He, everybody knows loaded. he's great, but he still somehow is underrated. These uh, man, was just a tight end factory. They really are loaded. The question is, as you've pointed out, is Brock Purdy as great of a story as that is as a second year quarterback, Mister Irrelevant? Is he going to be good enough to be able to, even though they're not, they're not going to be on the field at the same time? Is he going to be good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes? in the super bowl that's going to be the question i mean that's that makes it really really interesting and i want to ask you this
3: i want to ask you this part of it as i go back to that discussion of you know legendary slash goat status because you know where were you on tom brady when he was winding down his career when he moved on to the tampa bay buccaneers and then got another super bowl i don't care if gronk joined him they're both old right the fact that he could find a spot with a Ready-made enough roster with some good weapons. They're good receiving core. The Bucks have always had that with Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans has never had less than a thousand-yard receiving season. He's excellent. But the fact that they win the Super Bowl—it's not like they just go to the playoffs and win a game or make it to the NFC Championship. No, they won the Super Bowl and they beat the Chiefs. They beat Patrick Mahomes and, and smoked KC him. smoked him. They filleted him basically. So it, for me, it was kind of a done deal. It was just too many AFC title game appearances, too many Super Bowl wins. No one was ever, I mean, ever, right? You and I can live to be 95-year-old men, and we're not. We're going to watch all these different decades of players come and go and really good quarterbacks, quarterbacks that aren't even born yet, right, that'll make it to the league and be really good players, maybe win a Super Bowl or two. No one would ever sniff Tom Brady in these marks, were you of that assumption? Because I
4: was the second that Tom Brady walked away. That's where my mind was. Yeah, I'm seven Super Bowls is untouchable. Now, the one guy that. Could approach it, of course, (laughs) is Patrick Mahomes. He's on the precipice of getting his third, but then it'd still be four away. So, and and, and it's but here's here's what I'll say about Brady. Yeah, when he left the Patriots, I was like, okay, he'll go down as the goat. But I was still in the camp that I thought uh, incorrectly. I I still thought, oh, I think the success was mostly Belichick. Obviously, both men deserved a ton of credit. Both. If I had to say which one was more important, can we give it to both? Well, yeah, but I think now it's changed. From both get a ton of credit, but I went from Belichick was the bigger reason. Because Brady, of the defense and, and everything. Now, well, and then, well, and then look... And Brady, other than the one year of Randy Moss, look at the receivers that he had. Um, yeah, it, Troy you know, Brown, one of the best, I right? Mean, I mean, solid guys like Edelman, but I think Julian he, he, Edelman, he made a lot Wes of those Welker. guys look better than what they Deion were. Deion
5: Branch. Um, Deion Branch, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl MVP? MVP.
4: There you go. David and then, Givens. But what put it over the top for me is exactly what you said. Even though the Bucks were a really good team, you talked about some of their offensive weapons. They had a really good offensive line. They had a really good defense. So we get that. The Bucks that he joined good roster. But he won the Super Bowl like you said. So he wins six Super Bowls in New England. To me, that was enough for him to be the GOAT of quarterbacks. And I It was tough for me to put him over Joe Montana, but six over four, not that hard. For him to then go win his seventh with a different team the first year he gets there and he had a really good year the second year he was in Tampa Bay statistically. Wasn't even bad, as bad his third year. Um, he then went from I now he feels even stronger. He's the GOAT and I feel like he is more responsible for what happened with the New England dynasty well, than even Bill Belichick. Look at the numbers now
3: though. So look at the numbers now cuz we're, we're in agreement there. Yeah. that you know Tom Brady left this and he just dusted everyone to such an extreme like well that's Watching football for the rest of our lives isn't going to be much fun, right? Because no one, no one is ever going to be able to get to this game. It's so hard, right? In a team sport, too, where there's so many factors, it's so hard just to get to a Super Bowl. I'm hoping, you know, for my son's sake, for, for Bengal Jack there and for you bids that with a guy, a mega talent like Joe Burrow, that since he can even make it back to another Super Bowl, you, it's not one. guaranteed. I want to win Just one. Just win one, right? Like the Cavs one. in the NBA championship. Just win one. One. For God's sakes, you can't have all these years of LeBron Seven. and not have one trophy. They it's, got one. It's cr- but here's the thing. Stats at 28, okay? And this means nothing for stats at 38. But this is where they are right now, today, what's been done. This is why you say, maybe. You give this guy, and again, as an Player for player, Patrick can do some things that Tom can't do from a mobility standpoint and just what he can do with the football. He's a brilliant player. He is at four Super Bowl appearances at 28 when Tom was at just three. Patrick is at two Super Bowl wins at 28, where Tom was also at two. Patrick is at two Super Bowl MVPs at 28, both of them whereas Tom was at two. Patrick is a two-time NFL MVP at 28, where Tom had none. And Patrick is at three all-pro teams at 28, where Tom was at one. So in those five categories I hit you with, Patrick is beating him in three, tied in two. But there's so much more work that's got to be done. It's it's one thing to say that. It's another to just keep doing it over and over and over again as players come and go. Travis Kelsey's not going to be with you for all this. There's going to be a part of your career where you got to pick up. you got to find another running mate or two to go way beyond Travis Kelsey. He's got maybe another year or two at this level of player. Andy nice. Reid, too. 34. Andy Reid
4: won't be around for all that either. If I'm Andy Reid... Now, maybe he'd be one of these coaches, like, what am I, What else am I going to do? I, I, If I win this Super Bowl, I'm pulling the John Elway and riding off in the sunset. Back-to-back Super Bowl titles, plus you won another one. Three Super Bowl titles, I, w- I would call it. Then again, though, you're really going to walk away from Patrick Mahomes? I, that's you the know? thing. Like, that's you know, the thing. This is too much like, fun. For, forget them. What are, and a lot of these coaches, once they retire, it's like, what are they... What are they going to do? What am I doing? What am I going to do? Be a greeter at Walmart or they're something? Not like, like, they're not what? like us. We wouldn't be doing that. But they can't seem. to I walk just want to go to like Arizona and watch like Red Spring training. <laughs> they want to coach football and draw plays and stuff. And I want to Mah- I go to
3: Handles and then watch TV until go to Ryan's my place sweatpants. and drink tequila. Yeah, yeah
4: it, exactly. Uh, do yeah. whatever we want. I'm glad I can. Wa- I'm glad I can walk to all of those places. Ryan's place, Handles walking distance yeah that's that's all i want to do again i i just
3: want to wear sweatpants and eat ice cream on the couch and watch the taken trilogy that's Shorts, short shorts only in my house <laughs> of course the taken trilogy what about sweat shorts those would be comfy
5: i got some of those cut They're off nice. the sweatpants yeah do some you do ba- that some basketball shorts you no, scissor off I've never sweatpants,
3: off sweatpants that sounds weird to say <laughs> Anyway, all right, we've got some more happenings around the NFL, including a long-shot comeback attempt. We're going to do some pre-snap reads next. It's Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: If you haven't thought about Buckeye football today, I'm sorry to tell you that you're dead.
0: Our condolences. You're home of the Buckeyes, the fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,
3: Snap
1: Sponsored by the Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care.
3: Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for the guys. They're getting ready to do three days at Radio Row. So here's a guy, uh, some very John Madden. Uh, here, here's a guy, Le'Veon Bell, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, sat out that year because he was going to crush it with cash. From Got, Groveport. From Groveport, yep. Got the Jets to bite and Shocker was just never the same, never the same player. He has been out of the league for a couple of seasons and he is still only 31 years old. He should be really refreshed, right? But running backs are so hard to look at. I mean, their lifespan is so short any kind of injury or time spent away from football, and you never know what you're going to get, so that's why I'm hesitant, but Le'Veon Bell swears he's going to start training in March, and he is going to make a go out of this. He is attempting the NFL comeback. What long shot odds would you put at Le'Veon even having a I don't know, 700-yard rushing season or, oh even, gosh. or even make it back to the league
4: at all. Yeah, like be on a 53-man roster, be on is, a where roster. I, is where I thought you are going. Could, I'll start with the first one. If it was like 700 or more rushing yards, that would, to me would be like almost like... 35-to-1? Higher than 100 that. 100-to-1? At least 100-to-1 for him to reach. Because him coming back and making a 53-man roster, I think, would be plus money. Then you're talking about him not only making a roster but reaching... 700 yards rushing, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he wouldn't be the lead back. I mean, look at Zeke. Zeke was solid this year. I don't think he reached 700 rushing yards with no the chance. Pats. No Like chance. And He had a solid year, and I don't think Le'Veon would be that good. I mean, Zeke's at least south of 30. Why now, did I say take, 700? That was dumb. Now, yeah. taking, taking How about a few, 150 rushing it, yards well, yeah, in a that, season? There you go. So, like, so what do we think the odds would be of him just making a 53-man roster? I think it would be like it's still like... Yeah, 6-1 to one, maybe? May, higher than that. Don't you think it would be like 10-1 to one, him actually making a roster after taking three years off? And like you're saying, even if running back is that's tough sledding when you're north of thirty. Now maybe the fact that he took this time off, at least from football, would help his cause. In theory it would. He doesn't have that that wear and tear on him. But it's not like he was doing nothing. He was boxing. He actually was a pretty decent boxer. He's at least better than Adrian Peterson, we found out, as a <laughs> professional boxer, former running backs going at it. So, yeah, I'd give it 10 to 1, maybe even higher than that, that he'll make a 53-man roster. With him being a local guy and everything, I'm obviously not a Steeler fan by any means. I'm rooting for him. I know he regrets not taking the deal with the Steelers and doing what he did. At least he got the Jets to pay him, but he still left money on the table, and he regrets it. I, I'll i be rooting for him. I just think the odds are definitely stacked against him.
3: Zeke, by the way, had 642 rushing yards. So he was close?
4: Yeah, six hundred forty-two rushing
5: yards. That's some decent Patriots. receiving
4: yards too. He was sneaky good down the stretch after Stevenson got hurt.
5: Yeah. Guys, there is yeah. no greater bet in sports than if the Steelers organization gives up on a productive player in their prime. That just run the other way, just get away from that player. You made Not a potato.
4: You included an important word in there: a productive player. Because I think of Mike Vrabel, who was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and after three years, they are like this guy. He's not going to do anything. Yeah,
3: I know. I know. Baker's third, talking
4: about. Th- 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 I know exactly. Antonio th- Brown behind that one. Chase Claypool. Claypool. Oh gosh, what a bomb! The I Bears have, have made a lot of good trades. That was a terrible trade by I the I have bears. a feeling
5: we may be in this same boat in a couple years with George Pickens, possibly. You know, you never know. But every, I mean, the track record on those three is just so good.
4: That's true. Yeah, and you said productive. Vrabel was not productive early in his career. That's why the Steelers gave up on him, and he went to the Patriots. I think for nothing, and then took off with the Patriots, of course. But uh, man, speaking of Vrabel, I'm surprised he didn't get a job. And you have this. This has to be an erroneous. This is like one of. The, I thought this had to be from the Onion. Somebody actually reported one of the reasons that Vrabel didn't get a job is he's too big and intimidating. He intimidated a lot of these front o- front office execs. That's there is what it no is. No way that that is even. One of the factors, let alone one of the lead factors, that he's too big.
3: Well, he talked about how he wanted to chop his wiener off to guarantee a Super Bowl win on that podcast. That's that was a, an interest. That was an interesting that's, take. That's the type of coach that's, I want. That's not. You're not used. To, you're not used to having head coaches go out on podcasts and say stuff like that. You know? No. No. That's uh.
4: That, that would be I don't a, think I'd that would do be that. Rough.
3: Yeah, I don't think no, I'd go no. that far. I'll just roll the dice and try to win it on oh, natural.
4: Yeah, yeah. I might, I might make a. I'll, I'll get a tattoo or something. I, 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 <laughs> right, gonna, I, right. Right. Not gonna go anywhere near that strategy. I'll settle for something less. Belichick something less. too. It's really weird. I mean, my gosh, how much money we we've lost? and said, okay. What are the odds? Somebody told us like in October. What are the odds that next year Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel will all be out of coaching? I'd I'd be like having to ask, hey, Ryan, can I move in because I'm either going to have to sleep on a tent or I need to move in your house because I just lost a ton of money. I, I, it's unbelievable to me that those guys all left their jobs. Rabel was forced out. Maybe Carroll was. Maybe Belichick was. And all those guys, especially Belichick, the GOAT, sitting here without a job. And the Falcons could have had him and they wanted Raheem Morris know, instead. It's like, what, and now maybe Raheem Morris will do really well. But Bill Belichick and I know I get it. I get it. after Brady left, it went south. You guys like, see it was Brady and the game has passed Belichick by. I get all that. I'm still taking Bill Belichick over Raheem Morris and some of these other guys. The guy that got ha- hired in Carolina, and I am a diehard NFL fan. Yeah, Canalis. I had never heard of that guy. No, and he's now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. When Bill Belichick was out there, you know what? Mike Brabel was out there. Bill, P- Carroll was out there. You don't
3: want to. You don't want to work for that guy. You don't want to go to the Carolina Panthers terribly run that's organization true. right and now. You don't want to have pop Smurf as your
4: quarterback either. No. <laughs> that, that's probably for the better. Nice uh, job passing on C.J. Stroud, either. David Tepper. I have no doubt that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. It was obvious at, at Ohio State's Pro Day last year. He was just like smitten. I think I saw some drool going down the side of Frank Reich's chin he was just so excited to coach cj stroud and then his meddling owners like no let's take the 510 guy that's like 170 pounds dripping wet that if you put him out there in a high school game you'd be like "Eh, their quarterbacks kind of small but it's high school no that's bryce young and you pass on cj stroud to take bryce young looking at this
3: thing too how about the the san francisco 49ers you know going through walkthroughs going through practices on on field activities as they're getting ready for the super bowl and so they were Sent over to UNLV, so you're looking for you know football fields, and you got a you know a big school there, and you'd think that they'd have some nice stuff. I don't know if Bishop Gorman might have a better field <laughs> they, than them. I think they might, from what <laughs> we're reading here. And so Kyle Shanahan said that uh, he and the Niners players were none too pleased with the setup there with the field conditions, saying the surface has been a little bit soft and. You know, they said it is what it is. That was Kyle Shanahan. We'll be all right. It's the field we got. We're good. Earlier yesterday, sources were telling Adam Schefter that members of the team didn't care for the playing surface. In anticipation of the Niners using the fields, the NFL installed a sod field on top of the current field turf surface. That sounds strange. Sources told Schefter that the sod field was installed just last week through the NFL, or though the NFL normally requires Super Bowl practice fields to meet certain standards in December, and that the NFL hardness score for fields, this is a real thing, hardness scores, that uh, averages 78, with no field score being less than 70, and the Niners field for the week, the hardness score landed somewhere in the 50s. It's got to be hotter, way hotter. way too soft
4: way too soft
0: not
3: good
4: Dave I love what 49ers corner Tavares Ward said though he's not messing around he's like quote we're not playing on it in the game so we're not tripping he's like I'm not concerned at all I can run full speed on any surface I played football on the street as a kid they're playing
3: on a sponge
4: though What's happening? If you like played you put on the concrete, spongy is like
3: you, sod on top of the field turf or your
4: cleats just sinking into it? I see what you say. If you've played uh, tackle football on concrete... would be comfortable. I mean, comfortable like, to you, nothing's going to bother you after that.
5: Like playing in sand.
4: And like you said, they're not playing on it in the game. This is just for practice. As long as like Nick Bosa doesn't blow out a knee, then all of a sudden it's a story. <laughs> yes. If anybody
3: gets hurt, then that's a big thing. But there you go. There's some pre-snap reads. So nothing like some uh, touchy field conditions to get you ready for the Super Bowl here. This guy has got to be the most discouraged guy in the NFL. Tell you why next. Timmy Hahn bids in for Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: We aim to punch you in the face with as many games as we can. You're home of the
0: Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, Crew, and Browns. The Fan, Ohio sports destiny. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.
1: Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Their cholesterol numbers put all other fan hosts to shame.
2: You are listening to Rothman and Ice.
3: Timmy Hall, Dave Biddle in for the guys here. And between the three of us, let's see what our NFL teams are. Let's recap. We got Ryan Baker. Mr. Menthol is filling in for Evil Bald Colin because they're all traveling right now, getting out to Vegas. I got the Washington Commanders locked up. You've got the Cleveland Browns locked up, Correct. and you've got the Cincinnati Bengals. So Boy, you we win. Picked,
4: we all picked really good
3: teams. No, didn't no, we? you you uh, win for right geez. now. I mean, we've got the history with three Super Bowls, yeah. but it hasn't been none too good since 1992, really. I no, mean, it has not. Once Jim Lachey and the Hogs there got that third and final one for Joe Gibbs, it was pff, the once, plane crash. Once Dan Snyder? Once Dan, Once Dan got Snyder in there, took over, it Jack just was Kent cook gone, Dan Snyder disaster. in, let me ruin this for you. Let me yeah. show you what I can do. So maybe maybe with a new owner there, uh, things can change, but I'm, I'm not going to be optimistic. I mean, I've been beaten down. No NFC championship appearance. I think I saw that stat up there when the Lions were in the game. It's actually, this. this is the shocking thing. Now I think the longest drought since the Lions just went in the NFC. Since the Lions went there, it's Washington and Dallas. Yeah, as long as the
4: AFC is the Browns, I would think so because they got there twice in the eighties. Twice, yeah. Jags got there once. Mm-hmm. Somebody I'm forgetting is no Texans. Texans have Texans Never, Texans never have that. No, they? I think
3: the Texans did go to. They a, did go to an AFC championship. Dom game. Capers was he their first coach, or was that was Dom Capers the coach of the Jags? No, Tom Coughlin was. Coughlin the Jags was coach. Jags. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, either either way, though. Those are our teams just to just to recap and i I threw this out to the masses recently because my son, who he was born in Raleigh, but he was less than a year old at the time we moved to Ohio, so all he knows is ohio
4: he's he's a buckeye
3: he, he's an Ohio kid, he's yeah. a Buckeye, he picked the Cincinnati Bengals when he was three or four years old, mainly because of what do kids pick colors, yeah, logos, yeah. It, and, and what their friends the like best. maybe yeah. yeah maybe what their friends like but we you remember us having discussions at the time <laughs> when we were making our choice and you're like yeah. why don't you have him pick dad's team and i'm like no god no i'm trying to get out i'm trying to get away from well, i told you why would you it's wish misery. that upon
4: your son to make yes. him a bengals fan you look at me you go what is it redskins you, go, Are you kidding me what's the alternative i'm like okay good point no. I'm like you we just picked bad teams but then look what happened the, i mean we're we gonna pick got, the browns Jack the browns to, were trash then too at the age of 10 your son got to experience the bengals winning the afc championship oh, it's been a this, it has been a great it, it's pick.
1: been
3: a great pick and again yeah. like i can uh, uniform wise by the way i they're top five uh, definitely white bengal white
4: bengal should not be their alternate that should be like their go-to <laughs> the white bengal is just it's so special though it's, it's, it's you want to keep him back a it's little bit So special it is the icy whites
3: it's how many icy white white jersey tigers. tops do you think he has he's got at least two of them they're so they're
4: so clean i he's just got the them.
3: jamar and he, that kid's got like six different Bengals jerseys now
4: that he's racked up through Christmases and birthdays. Not a boy. That's really all he wants. Now, see like Scotty Vegas, does he get the, the knockoffs from China? It take no, like four months, but no. they're like you get they look like an authentic Burrow jersey for like nine bucks. No, no, but it takes like four months to <laughs> he arrive. won't do that. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I didn't want to spend two hundred dollars. Like Scotty Vegas doesn't have enough cash with all the gambling This is why money. though. This is why he has he saves money. By getting knockoff goods from China. So we can blow it all. And so then he can then have plenty of money to spend on the gambling apps. Yes, yeah. and at Hollywood Casino, the sports book at Hollywood Casino Columbus. So I'm just, I'm
3: hesitant. I'm hesitant to see what this new regime in Washington can do now that they've got a new head coach and they're getting their coordinators in place. But it definitely did uh, stop me because you could kind of see the writing on the wall here. And it's a tough situation for now former Washington offensive coordinator who has always been I mean bids we talked about this guy and wanting him to be the Bengals head coach when they were when they
4: hired Zach Taylor When yes. they hired
3: Zach Taylor yes, this is how long it's been for yep. Eric sleeping with the enemy yes he cannot get a shot something something must be wrong I don't know what it is with him but now the stigma is it was clearly more Andy Reid than him because the Chiefs have continued to do their thing Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they've kept that thing going. But again, it's not like you go to a a setup like Washington and you're really going to be able to flex what you can do. you got Sam Howell to work with. You've got nothing there. You were left with just a, a shell of a football team with what Dan Snyder had put together and all the problems in the front office. And Ron Rivera just couldn't get out of his own way. Not a good situation. You get one year there, you don't get to sniff it being the... Offensive coordinator going forward, Dan Quinn, already updated and said, yep, uh, he's gone. We won't work together here, quote, but I wanted him to know. I really respect the work he's done. I wish him nothing but the best. Apparently, Eric Bieniemy can't be a head coach. He's got to be the most discouraged guy in this game right now. What do you say?
4: Yeah, um, I would have uh, definitely bet that he would have had a head coaching gig a few years ago. Um, and you know, I understand when people say, well, he didn't call the plays... With the Chiefs, Andy Reid did, not look what the Chiefs. As you just said, look what the Chiefs have done without him. They haven't skipped a beat. I get that, but look at all the other coaches that have offensive coordinators that didn't call plays that got that get head coaching gigs. Brian Callahan, he wasn't calling plays for the Bengals, okay, and the Titans hired him as head coach, so. It, if you're Eric Bieniemy, it rings hollow when it's like, whoa, he didn't call the plays for the Chiefs. Well, he called the plays for Washington this past year and all these guys are getting hired around the league that didn't call plays. Zach Taylor didn't call plays for the Rams when the Bengals hired him. McVay called the plays. Okay, So we've seen a well, lot of guys... Zach
3: wasn't even a coordinator. That's true. He was just he,
4: like the quarterback he was coach. a QB's
3: coach who never had coordinator experience Yeah, and then went right in the NFL and then went right to being the head
4: coach of Cincinnati. Which is why I did not like the hire at all. I was like, how is this guy qualified to be a head coach? Yeah. Where are you with that hire now? <laughs> is it I'm, still kind of here and there? I'm, uh, well, it is definitely. is. He leaves a lot to be desired. I think I he's know. a game day coach. I do I believe, and I think this is important. People can scoff at this. Building a culture in sports is important. It is. Chemistry, that stuff is important. He does a, he's, a, he's a leader of men. I think you have to be a leader of men. He played the game. Um, but there are some play but, calling issues. Uh, for you. He, you and I, we he watch has a every lot to game. Be desired as a tactician, there are some
0: things. Yeah, yeah for, there are some
4: things for sure. So where am I at? I'm, I'm at. Uh, he's lucky that Joe Burrow fell on his lap, or he wouldn't be coaching the NFL right now. Oh God, no. It, God no. He was at his yep. first two years not good, and then all of a sudden Burrow, and really the defense as well. Louis Anarumo did didn't have a good year this past year, but it was a really good year. They went to the Super Bowl. So I'm okay with Zach Taylor being with the Bengals. Like, who are they going to get that's better? You know,
3: Baker. While we're sort of commiserating i would say about our teams where are you with cleveland what do you think the situation's going to be with with qb and there's a lot to to wonder about deshaun watson i don't think he's ever going to come close to getting it back like what he had it in his first run in houston too much time out of football how do you think he's going to go next year
5: i am very much a pessimist browns fan i don't think there's any way they have as good a year as they did this year hmm. next year i just uh you know, I, I don't think Watson will ever be the top ten quarterback that they thought they were trading for. I think they were thought they were trading for a top five. You don't know about Nick Chubb, uh, Callahan leaving. You don't know about this offensive line; it's getting older. I just, I'm just not there. They've got a uh, supposedly very talented roster, but I just don't. I don't trust the coach and I don't trust the front office at all. What's crazy is Good I remember place to going. Be.
4: I remember going into the season saying this AFC North is going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> That turned out to be true, but I also said whoever stays the healthiest is going to win this division. The Browns were, and I know the Browns didn't win the division. The Browns were more banged up than anybody and still had a really good year. of course they were. So that's one thing I would say, especially from a Bengals perspective, looking at the Browns. um, If you guys can stay healthy, there's no reason you can't be better because you guys were banged up like heck this year and still had a good year.
5: Well, and another thing for the Browns, I think the Steelers are just a quarterback away from being... A really good team. I mean, they're always there. It's just their organization. It's what they do. And if the Bengals have a healthy Joe Burrow, they're obviously going to be better. So Can it's going to be hard.
3: one time, you know, just one time. Could Joe Burrow, it's not about being healthy for the season. He needs a year of being healthy. A whole That's what preseason season and regular season. Yeah, seasons. he needs to be healthy in, you know, May all the way on through to the following February.
4: Just one time. Let's try that once and see what it looks like. I'm pretty damn optimistic. The Bengals are now playing a last-place schedule as opposed to a first-place schedule like this past year where they had a brutal schedule. They and have to play they were, the Chiefs on the road every year. Here's what like. I really like. They were 9-8. and eight without joe burrow for most of the year yeah they had the first few games but that wasn't really joe burrow coming off that calf injury Then oh, he started playing really well but and then they have they have jake browning for half the year and uh-huh. they still have a nine and eight record
3: we got to see jake browning and his lovely <laughs> girlfriend oh, in the yeah. tight
4: white bodysuit. we needed
5: brent, brent musburger announcing that. that
4: game we needed brent announcing that game <laughs> guys my biggest just gawking at her
5: my biggest fear is that the Steelers end up drafting this year a quarterback that's really good? Like, I think Michael Penix is going to be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, maybe he won't. I don't know. But like, they're going to get someone like him on the cheap, like just steal someone like that because it seems like something they always do. And then they'll be set again for the next or decade.
4: Trade for Justin Fields. Some people might say, uh, "Well, yeah, good luck with that." Psh, I bet if he trade was traded to the Steelers, he would do really well. So let's not have that happen.
5: Oh, what the
4: Bears do is going to be really interesting. I'm in the minority here. Most mock drafts. I look at as you guys know says the bears are going to trade the pick and take caleb williams i don't think caleb williams is a sure thing by any means he's not as small as bryce young but he's smaller than what he's listed as he's no sure thing and i don't know man i think the bears are going to trade that number one pick again and keep fields i don't know if a sure thing was sitting there i feel different about it caleb williams is no sure thing and little stuff like that to me this isn't a little thing you can't be a knucklehead and be a good quarterback in my opinion that's the one position you can be a diva at wide receiver or corner all good. Quarterback, not so much. Pac 12 championship game, previous year. Caleb Williams comes out. They're playing Utah. He has F Utah painted on his fingernails. He painted oh, I remember. his fingernails and they didn't use remember. It wasn't F. It was the real word. I yes, that I know. Guy, I don't I know. want that guy as my There's cor- just enough no. fingers there besides the thumb to make if that it's work. like a second round pick, I'm okay. I'm not taking that guy number one overall when he's six foot even and he's a knucklehead.
3: I, I don't want to spend future assets just to move up one spot if I'm Washington. I do not want to do that. No. If he's there at two and that's how it shakes out and you're going to roll the dice... Fine because of the talent there and you have no quarterback now, but I'm I'm kind of with you there where I'm hesitant. Bids and I will apparently be strapped to a lie detector test before we're out of here, and we'll have to tell the truth next. It's Rothman and Ice on the Fan.
2: Join Bobby Mack and Jody Shelley for the Inside Edge. A behind the scenes look at all things blue jackets. Wednesday night at seven. You're home for Jackets Hockey, the Fan.
6: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
3: Timmy Hall and Dave Biddle in for the guys today. Ryan Baker is in for Evil Bald. Colin, all three are out because they're traveling. All right, so we're going to tell the truth now. What do you got for us, Ryan?
5: All right, guys, we didn't get to this in the show at all, but the uh, Eagles, they're going to open next year with the uh, NFL's first game ever in Brazil, they're going to be in Sao Paulo on Friday, September 6th. How about that? Guys, tell the truth. The NFL will have an international league, conference, division, something like that within the next 15 years.
3: Oh, a league, possibly? Like NFL Europe coming back in some case? In some way, like, divi- form?
5: A, a division or, or a league? It's part of the NFL. It's part of the not NFL Not a separate league, yeah. It's part of the NFL. Like I guess I meant conference, you know, not league, but...
4: Where they would compete against other, and it would be in the running to be in the Super Bowl. I'm going, there's no way that's going to happen in the next 15 years. You're going to have a whole separate division of like London, Frankfurt, whatever. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, now I think there'll be. Germany has jumped on board. Germany really likes American football. That's no joke. Go ahead.
3: I think, if anything, what might work is there could be a team in Mexico. I do think they want to expand their footprint, but it's got to make sense as far as the travel. And even airfare, it's not like we can just throw them all in the Concord or put them on a Blackbird SR-71. I think that's the the main thing is making sure competition is fair and when you have to make that game. But I know there's a lot of things you can do with the schedule where you can make every trip out to a team. If it's in London, say that's the place where they've been going a lot, they can make sure that everyone's got the bye week sandwiched around when they're going to make that road trip and they come out to the continental U.S. They could play a couple and have a base to stay at, maybe in New York or something out east. It, I think there would could be a team not in the continental U.S. A That's team what I'm I could, saying. I a could,
4: team. Yeah, or maybe two. I can't not imagine, a whole I can't imagine divi- four.
3: Not a whole division or a gaggle four. of four teams. Again, I think the I think the Mexico City thing could work because I know... I know there's a market there and they love the game. They absolutely love the game down there.
4: Flag football seems to be taking yeah, off. It's, seriously, it's big in Mexico. And I'm telling yeah. you, no joke, if they do this, Germany will get a team. Like 100%. If like they, they Germany loves American football. No, they they do and it's been great in London and in Germany. I
3: think I think it was the game that was in Germany. I don't know if that was the Dolphins and somebody, Dolphins and KC possibly, where I tuned in and They were blaring Sweet Caroline. And every single person, I got to imagine, you know, some people, of course, were traveling, but there had to be a hell of a lot of locals. That went to that game, right? You would have to think so. I remember, the large yeah. majority had to be people from Europe or from even Germany or right around Frankfurt or wherever they played that game. And the whole damn stadium is just blaring "Sweet Caroline" at the top of their lungs.
4: And I think it was, it was mostly Germans because they said when that game went on sale, like it sold out like immediately. And it was mostly like German people because they love it. Like they, they love, love, Neil it. Love, it, love, it, love Neil Diamond, love David Hasselhoff, love Neil Diamond. Their can't music, get enough. their musical taste, especially with half, Hasselhoff. Uh, uh, <laughs> not so you sure. You can't handle the truth. Not so sure about that one.
5: All right, guys, we talked about this a little bit uh, before with the news about Bill O'Brien possibly leaving Ohio State to head to Boston College. So tell the truth: who will be Ohio State's offensive coordinator this coming season?
4: <sighs> now what, you're, you're, on, now you're on the
5: block here, bitch. I
4: will. I will say it'll still be Bill O'Brien. Because I think with all the smoke with people reporting, people with no chops reporting that it was definitely gonna happen yesterday and he was cleaning out his office Sunday, I heard that's BS. Now it still could happen. This is why I I'm not I wouldn't bet on it, but like if I had to bet one way or the other, I would say Bill O'Brien will still be the offensive. I'm coordinator. gonna say
3: that Bill is gonna wind up taking this this gig. Who do you like per, per- Jason Candle? I will go with Jason Candle, because Jason Candle. For, for one, that's the only other name that I can think of that makes sense that has been linked to Ohio State, and I know you can go and you get a search party and come up with some other names. Chip Kelly is an interesting one that people still try to th- put out there, but he's already a head coach in this conference now with UCLA coming over. Right? Of course, he's got the relationship with Ryan Day, but... Uh, the reason I think that Bill O'Brien will leave ultimately is because you look at what the money that Jeff Halfley was just making. Halfley had to be taking a pay cut to take the DC po- position in oh, Green Bay, sure. right? He was, making, he was making three was making million. I think he oh, was making four? four. Oh wow! This past year, okay. Which, by the way, Kevin Stefanski was making three and a half million at the Cleveland Browns. You're telling me you can make more wow. money as the head coach at Boston College than with the Cleveland Browns? That is wrong. But anyway. I just think Bill O'Brien, with the personal connections, he's from that part of the country. I think it would mean a little bit to him to reestablish BC football and take it to the next level, get it back to the Doug Flutie days or things like that. So I, I will go with Candle, or if you'll let me slide with just the fact that it won't be Bill O'Brien, because I think this could be tough. Candle's kind of maybe a, an outside shot, but you know what he's done at Toledo has been pretty nice. Did you say, I know my truth? I know my truth.
5: All right, guys, the daily fan poll today sponsored by ER Auto Care. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com. What is your confidence level that the Ohio State Hoops team will snap their four-game losing streak tonight against Indiana? Very confident, someone confident, doubtful, no confidence at all.
3: Mm, I guess I'll give them that second one. I'll ride with them with a somewhat confident. They were close to snapping off a road win at Iowa. Ty, was not a great team. you. Well, I didn't pick him to win. (laughs) I'm somewhat confident. I'm not guaranteeing victory. I'm not taking it to the bank. I heard Shark took it to the bank this morning.
4: I'm going with, as well, I'm going with somewhat confident. If there was like another one between somewhat confident and doubtful, I'd probably pick that. But doubtful seems a little too rich for my blood because Ohio State is favored by five and a half. Indiana's not that good. and Ohio State's playing at home. I will go with I am somewhat confident the Fighting Holtmans will end their four-game losing streak.
5: Yeah, learned. Alright, guys, we'll get this one real quick since it is Super Sunday this week. Chicken wings are the best Super Sunday food.
4: Yes. I'm gonna say yes. How's that for I, Super? I'm
5: gonna super say fast?
3: yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what season? What's you not are? to like? What's not to like? I mean <laughs> smoked wings, fried wings, all different sauces. Garlic parmesan
4: wings. Garlic Parm. Give us all the wings. What kind of what kind of flavors do you guys want? All of them. Like a... Traditional, a, though, right? Not boneless, right? It Tr- has to be traditional. Traditional. has to have the bone in there, right? I can even yes. do the full-on wing, like with the extra part yes. on the flap. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. It Get does- out of here.
3: Get out of here. shall
2: set
4: you free. Can't do the boneless wings. I mean, I can do the boneless
3: wings, but if you're asking me my preference, a traditional wing would be great. And it's... I hope to I hope to have some this Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to order out or make Hollywood some Casino. myself.
4: We'll be there it's, oh, with I the know. buckets of wings. You should I come know. out and join us at the 97. one table.
3: Hey, do not forget, the boys will be on Radio Row tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. So a lot of fun coming up on this show. Man and Bone will take you through the next three hours next on The Fan.
2: A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And, well, we smell a little, but you've accepted that. The Fan. This, 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 this is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Make sure you're ready for this betting line. Ohio State, oops, opens up a five-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over Indiana. Minus 250 on the money line. Both teams desperate at 13-9. Ohio State has won one of their last eight games. Indiana, not much better. One of their last five. Last time out, Indiana lost at home to Penn State as a seven-point favorite. For your ESPN Bet Action Update, I'm Scotty Vegas.
6: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
1: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit
6: lindsayhonda.com.
2: WPNSFM. HD1 Columbus.
3: The Fan. Sports.
6: Good afternoon. I'm
3: pretty well. Starting with college basketball tonight, the high State men are at home for a matchup against Indiana. Both teams enter tonight's contest on the struggling end of things. The Hoosiers have lost four of their last five games. Meanwhile, the Buckeyes have lost four games in a row. Tip-off is at 7. Our coverage will get started here on The Fan with Timmy Hall on the Fan warm-up show at 6. In baseball, the LA Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw have agreed to a new deal. The three-time Cy Young winner has spent his entire 16-year career with LA. He is expected to miss the first half of this upcoming season recovering from a shoulder surgery and we're a little over two months away from the ohio state spring game today it was announced that that game will get started at noon tickets go on sale starting this friday morning at 10 a.m this update is sponsored by awaken 180 weight loss how could you enjoy this sunday's game while losing weight with Awaken 180 the same way wings meatballs drinks results for life awaken 180 weight breaking sports news What happens on the
0: fan ohio sports destination for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile